Welcome everybody, uh, well everybody listening, all the millions of listeners of IMI Radio. United as one, can be undone, all forces combined, in one single mind. You'll beat the hardest, we'll beat the smartest, consider our life form as one of a kind. United as one, can be undone, all forces combined, in one single mind. You'll beat the hardest, we'll beat the smartest, consider our life form. The new normal, the new army. I'll warn you not to start us. We're not your average motherfuckers. Nothing better than the so-called old normies or the normies. You may think so, but you're wrong. This is 100% a psyop. People are gonna eat it up. Once, once you see it, you can't, you can't unsee how much brainwashing is in the uh, the shit that most people consume on a daily basis. It's a perception management tool, but it doesn't make sense in reality. That's the difference. First of all, you're painting a scenario I don't believe ever will go happening. We're not returning to any normal situation. This is it. This is the future. It will only be worse. I'm not nearly as negative as guy about the future, I gotta say. It's not negative. It's they're straight up telling us. I don't. It's very blatantly planned and being acted on very quickly. Like it was just two months ago, two months and ten days ago, before we had to legally wear face masks, and the curve is flattened, and people are still listening. I don't know that there's anybody that I've been talking to since I've been looking into 9/11, and which has been over 11 years now. And I started talking about some of this stuff to people. And uh, I've been talking to one guy about it for like five years. He's never come around. Wikipedia is like a giant key of psyops and conspiracy theories of history. Welcome to IMI Radio. Welcome. Welcome, all the millions of listeners. Uh, let me see what I'm going to put in my coffee. Uh, cinnamon. That is what I'm looking for here. Where do I have my cinnamon? Ah, here. In my baking collection. From when I was still a traditional baker. 
and I still am a traditional baker, but I am going to move to something differently. And it is. And the reason for that is that I changed my lifestyle drastically, I would say. Thanks to Winnie the Flu. So thank you, man. Uh, thank you for helping me see the light and shifting me towards a better life. That is absolutely appreciated. Um, shifting to a better life means that I stopped eating all sugars. Sugars and carbohydrates. And I must say, uh, it's now three days, and I uh, I feel good. I feel good. First day, I uh, missed the, especially the pasta, because I love pasta. And I made pasta like uh, five times a week or so. But now, I completely stopped that, and I only eat proteins and fats and that is called the keto diet or ketogenic diet and yeah it works it works already i feel better i feel um i feel less tired i feel a little bit more clarity already i'm not yet entering ketosis i would say i don't know how that really feels of course but I'm in the process of that and I feel yeah less less affected by what you eat because that is now after eating uh, carbohydrates for 40 years I uh, realized that uh, it's not good for you it's not good for you because it creates these spikes in your blood sugar levels. And these spikes are represented by other things, emotions, stress, anxiety, um, doubt. And it is not good, especially not now. If you can give anyone advice now, I would say spread this message. And try to uh, convince other people to just try it and let them feel for themselves and let them find their own way of doing it. But yeah, we have been um, pretty much indoctrinated by the idea that you have a food pyramid where you start. Or Actually, it's not a pyramid, it's a triangle, again, but okay, everybody calls it a pyramid, so let's go with that. The food pyramid, where you start with a lot of carbs, and then on top of that, you have um, vegetables, and fruits, and meat, and fish, and eggs, and fat, but... It's not a reversal of the pyramid either. It is a different approach to things. And, but I think it's good for you. 
because uh, all these sugars in all kinds of forms, not only just sugar, is making your blood levels go up and down, blood sugar levels go up and down. And it's a drug. It's a drug and a bad drug because it creates a lot of instability in you. And yeah, that's not really healthy and not really mentally good for you. And combined with two of the main other drugs I would see in society, where most of the people are hooked on, media and alcohol. Well, luckily, I stopped media in the sense of television now 14 years ago. I stopped internet media from a normie perspective, kind of uh, following what was so-called happening every day four years ago. And I stopped the analysis part, which is just the same thing. It is just responding to what the media says. Um, I would say end of last year, October last year. September, I was still at Fakeologist uh, doing a lot of chats. But then still, it was not so much media. It was more history and big narratives in the past and Plan Patagonia and all kinds of other things, space travel and all that. But luckily now, all that is has become completely irrelevant because we're at war. <laughs> so what does it matter if there's things in space or not? Or nukes exist or not, or people died on 9-11 or not. It's completely irrelevant. What is relevant is present day life and especially the future. And I think for the present day and the future, it's better to get sugar out of your system. Hey, I'm Dr. Eckberg. I'm a holistic doctor and a former Olympic decathlete. I've done a lot of videos on the immunity and the coronavirus, but I want to mention one thing about viruses need sugar, right? They don't metabolize sugar directly, but the virus can't replicate unless it gets into your cell and uses the energy resources of your cell. And the virus is clever enough to manipulate your intracellular messengers. So those messengers bring in more glucose to turn into energy that the virus then uses for replication. So the virus tricks you into bringing in more glucose. So the higher your glucose, your blood sugar levels, the more fuel, the more energy is available for virus replication. And if that doesn't make you think twice about sugar, I don't know what will. Sugar further, of course, triggers insulin and insulin resistance, which is involved in all the other risk factors to bring up that 3000%. So here's something I've been wondering about. I went to Costco the other day to buy some food, and now they're not letting people in without wearing a face mask. They're obviously very concerned with 
protecting people. So they're wiping down the cart and you have to wear a face mask and they tell people to stay six feet apart and there's dots on the floor and lines and everything. So they're very keen on protecting you. But something that I noticed is that people filled their carts with the same amount of sugar as ever before, maybe more. Because of all the confinement and the quarantine, they're stressed and they need comfort food, they think. So they're buying the soda and the ice cream and the cookies and the donuts and the snacks and the crackers. All of these things that either are sugar or turn into sugar. So maybe you can help me figure this out. If they're so concerned with protecting people, how come they're still selling so much of the stuff that destroy people's health? Uh, sugar is not a poison, but in great quantities it is, just like any other drugs. So, yeah, the combination of the three, sugar, alcohol, which is sugar. Sugar and alcohol are actually the same thing, because sugar turns into alcohol, and alcohol turns into sugar, and they're chemically very close. So, um, sugar and alcohol definitely and in terms of physical things and media in terms of mental things get them out of your life and don't believe that by looking at a media story from a different angle that you're awake no you're not <laughs> you're just as normy as the other people and if you keep doing that now, during the war, you're a new normie. The new normal, the new normies. You're nothing better than the so-called old normies or the normies. You may think so, but you're wrong. Because you're doing the same fucking drug. Stop it. It's easy. Just don't do it. Just don't look at the, the news. Don't look at the media. It doesn't exist if you don't look at it. And especially alcohol which is the most commonly accepted drug, physical drug. Media is more, more accepted even. But alcohol is an absolute poison. And you can listen to Molika 08 to find out what alcohol in great amounts does to you. Makes you completely crazy. Especially if you drink it from the age of 10 and then shouting on air and wishing people dead, people who took care of you and your alcoholism, crazy levels of alcoholism. Rollo, if you enter a church, you don't go into church with a beer in your hands. Leave it outside, please. Same for museums. I have to tell him that every time. Luckily, he complied and understood that that is not done. But it was a bit uh, awkward to hear him uh, go crazy on my evening use of cheese, because I only used it during the excursion in the evenings, because I was driving. When I'm driving, I'm not using any drugs, especially not uh, Maria Juana. No. It's not a good combination with driving. Other people may do that, and I don't agree with it either, but they can function somehow on it. I definitely don't do that, because I'm a conscious driver, I'm a sharp driver, 
and when I drive, I want to drive, and that is the drug then, or I get high of driving, or at least I get satisfied. And I understand that I have an impact on other people around me, I have a social position. And alcoholics, especially the ones who drive drunk like this motherfucker, they don't do that. They don't understand that. But outside of the heavy alcoholics, it is just good to get that shit out of your system. Well, I am joined by a new member of IMI Radio. Welcome, beautiful dude Missal. Um, I was uh, just talking about a bit about um, uh, the different drugs in life and um, the bad drugs. Uh, the the the, the big bad three, I would say, which is sugar, alcohol, and media. What are your ideas about that? Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. We uh. We we were talking about this earlier. So yeah. I guess I, I I've had some thoughts since then. Um. Yeah. No. The 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 thing about the me the the media is it's almost like. For me, that was like one of the bigger red pill moments. Is a uh, once once you see it you can't you can't unsee how much brainwashing is in the uh the shit that most people consume on a daily basis um to be honest that's why i think there has been there is like this sort of demographic of people who don't watch tv but are like exclusively get their entertainment from youtube because at least there there's like some level of authenticity just because it's it's open to anyone right but just in like mainstream media it's 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 insane how uh how uh not even politicized it, it, it it's like there, there, there's just straight up social engineering um in a lot of like uh like movies uh i'll, I'll tell you i saw this um I'm not sure if I ever sent it to you, uh, Gaia, but I, I saw this uh, supercut of, um, like, news stations all saying word for word basically the same script. And it was, like, the sketchiest thing ever. I've, I've seen that uh, myself, I think. I have, or at least I've seen that the headline or something, and I know already what, what they were talking about, so... Or a short clip, I don't remember it, but it's, yeah, indeed. So, I don't know, do you have any particular thoughts that you were sharing before I got here? Well, yes, I think it is important to quit it completely. And also this so-called fakeology angle, it's doing the same thing. Now, I started seeing this for myself last year. And that's when I started uh, the Agenda 2020 page on Fakeopedia, which was eerily uh, predictive, not programming, but predictive. But I was completely off by 10 years, so I was a bit uh, too optimistic. I uh, expected this kind, of, this, this kind of situation, not this situation, of course, but this kind of situation in 10 years. And let's prepare for that. And then it was four months. Okay. Um, but <laughs> yeah, at least I had some idea of what was going to happen. And yeah, it is useful, I would say. But it is, it is consuming you. It is consuming you, no matter how you look at it, at things. 
because you get the same poison into you, right? I mean, yeah. What, what did you say the other two ones were? Because I just um, went through my thoughts uh, the, on the, media. Yeah, uh, the, 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 one is, the thing is, uh, media is a bit broader than just television, but I stopped television 14 years ago. So I already uh, detoxed from the television part, but then I uh, replaced it with internet news, which is at least reading and not so much imaging um, or uh, moving images. But uh, that I stopped also a couple of years ago already. Um, and then I realized, hey, this fakeology, this 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 um, analytical part is just as bad. Um, so um, the last day before I uh, got uh, kicked off uh, fakeologist fake Discord, Wait, I, don't uh, I don't want to talk about that. I just wanted to say, okay, <laughs> yeah, yes, okay, exactly. Yeah, fine. No, but it's it's good. I'm I'm happy uh, with that. I'm not at all. I don't bear a grudge uh, about what happened. It's good. It's a good, good thing because it gets another poison out of my life because that is the same thing. You get dragged into this discussion, these discussions. It goes on every day, all day. It's the same thing all over again. And what the fuck does it matter for your life if there is EGI or if they uh, fake space travel or if they fake uh, nukes? I mean, it is completely irrelevant for our personal lives, especially now. So if you keep doing that during the war and not realizing that you have much bigger fights to fight, uh, then you, I, in my opinion, you have lost it. You have really, you're a new normie, new normie. So, um, but... Is that within any you? Huh? <laughs> Sorry, what? Just a joke. No, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. Uh, it's just like this this i don't know there's there's a couple weird trends among like of like uh replacing eyes with y's whenever you can um in like titles for like it's it's not important it, it just just move on okay no, I, I like to do this thing so uh, yeah okay but um now the um so that was the media drug um uh, we will go into that later because I want to read something uh, and it's good you're here and uh, I hope more people come on and then can read and reflect on it because I think it's very important. Um, but uh, the second one and the one I stopped after that uh, almost a year ago now um, is alcohol. Uh, alcohol is a physical drug, uh, not so much, uh, also a mental drug, of course, but it's it's physically uh, working uh, more than media, it's more mentally working. But um, yeah, it is, uh, it makes you crazy. It makes you lose touch of reality. It makes you intolerant and intolerable. Uh, and I had uh, the, well, luck, I wouldn't call it that way, but I had the, uh, advantage at least of having seen that close by for 23 days this year with the roller coaster rides and uh, back then uh, I, I drank alcohol uh, sometimes in the evening because uh, yeah you drink a beer and then you drink a beer and all of us drank beer so uh, Oscar, uh, Rollo and me we all drank beer and also uh, Laura and others we, we met so yeah it is a socializing drug but I back then I already uh, did not do that uh, for six months, so I stopped for ten weeks straight, and it was not conscious; it was just it happened. 
and then I did once every so many weeks a couple of beers and that's it two or three maximum and then uh, <laughs> I did that uh, still after uh, the roller coaster ride before the war and also in the beginning of the war March and early April I uh, I bought beer and then I uh, drank two beers and a half and then I didn't even finish it and I didn't want to finish it that's so I yeah I lost the appetite for the uh, for the you. overdose, let's say. I'll tell you, I had the benefit of a. <laughs> I say benefit. I had the the uh, the advantage and also disadvantage of a starting smoking uh, like weed when I was in like I think ninth or eighth grade. So I was never really much of a drinker because I always thought of it as like. Oh, it's like getting high, except worse in every way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, I would say that weed is one of the good drugs because it opens doors, it opens you up. Beer or alcohol, uh, alcohol in general, it closes. It it, it it has a numbing effect on your neurons or whatever. I don't. I'm not a medical uh, professional, so I'm not allowed to talk about these things now. But uh, yeah, it is. It is. I wouldn't say it's the opposite effect, but it has. Weed opens up, and I have. Uh, funny um, uh, Ken, or t Tin Ken, which says, um, "God made weed, man made booze. Who do you trust?" And I like that. <laughs> That's, that's I've never heard that before. That's pretty good, um, but no, I, I think I think the th I think the thing about uh, weed is it is it is possible to abuse it, um, but I don't know. It's hard to distinguish between like people using it as a valid medication and people smoking too much. In some cases, like there's there's definitely people who um, are abusing it. Uh, and and live an unhealthy lifestyle where all they do is like wake up, smoke, and then go to bed again, um, and that's awful to be living in like a cycle like that. But I will say the thing is, if you're living in that cycle, it's not the same as alcohol because if you're doing that same thing with in a sort of with alcohol as the substance, your liver is dying. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, yeah, I did. I mean, uh, smoking in general is not good for you, but then smoking weed is is less uh, impactful for your body, and your liver is the is the the, the chemical uh, factory of your body. So yes, yeah, you're completely right. No, hang on, I just have to mm -hmm. do something real quick. One sec. Uh, and the thing is, look around. Go. Uh, you cannot look around and go into bars uh, anymore because the uh, the war bar, bar, the war bar, the war bar. Uh, but no, there is um, there's none of that. At least here in Sweden, still uh, things are open. But um, yeah, people get stupid. People get stupid. They go home with the wrong partner and and whatsoever, right? Uh. And that shows what a stupid effect it has on you, and especially mentally. And the physical part, especially, yeah, is very bad for you. 
Oh, was the third no, one no, social the third, media? Yeah, well, okay, me, yeah, media, social media. But uh, yeah, it's good you mention it because that's where I want to go uh, later. Um, no, um, sugar. And sugar is alcohol is sugar. That's the same thing, right? I mean, sugar turns into alcohol and alcohol turns into sugar. It's this uh, very closely, uh, uh, very similar uh, chemically. So it is the same thing in the end. In the end. And it is the same, has the same effect. It has these spikes in your, creates spikes in your blood sugar levels. And it creates these, these cravings for more and these instability in your mind. And the three together, that is the worst combination ever. Media, alcohol, and sugar. Mass. No mass. No mass. Ah, that's a good one. No mass. Not more. Not anymore. I'll be right back again. Uh, no no mass. That is uh, Spanish for not anymore. Ah, that's good. No mass. No media, alcohol, sugar. Get it out of your system, and you wake up much more than before. And I don't want to talk about them too much, but uh, at fakeologist.com, there's still so many people who are just heavy drinkers, heavy sugar eaters, and heavy media consumers. Well, new normies, new normies, you're not awake. You're more asleep than, than the old normies because you should know better. That's the thing. If you should know better, you should also let other people know better. That's what awakening means, I would say. Uh, it's trying to help other people wake up. Uh, if they see you and you consume all three still, but just with a different angle. Yeah, it's like alcohol, you distill it differently. Oh, yes. If you distill the media differently, you're still consuming media. Just like if you have a new distillation process for your alcohol, you still drink alcohol. Same thing. I mean, the, th the thing about like sugar is like you can't remove it from your diet entirely. Well, I guess you could stop eating fruits too. No, yeah, but it's not it's not stopping eating fruit. It's being conscious about how much sugar you're com consuming. You know, I mean, I'm not measuring anything. I'm not using scales. I'm not doing any anything like that. I'm just not. Uh, I stopped sugar, uh, the, the normal sugar thing, um, and the derivative, the sweets, the, the the candies. But it's not about that. It's about carbohydrates. That's it. I mean, that was the, the main part of my diet. Pasta, potato chips, rice, uh, potatoes. I'm not a big potato fan, but fries. Yes, uh, right? All that stuff. And the thing about, the thing about uh, all those foods I'd like to say is, is I think one of the problems is all of those foods are great examples of how to get a lot of calories for not much money. Exactly. You know yes, yes, and that is also uh, why I was no, not why I was doing it, but I was living cheaper uh, a couple of days ago than I live now. Well, I must say it's it's pretty okay now. I I know how to handle it now. But things like um, like Greek yogurt and so here, well, I tried to find it today, and it's just one small thing, a small uh, cup uh, from the the big uh, chain companies and. 
it's sweetened, so it's not yogurt. It's not pure yogurt. To get that, yeah, that here in Colombia, you know, have to find it uh, in in the right places. And now it's pretty restricted uh, where you can go. So I haven't got that yet, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's in everything. It is everywhere. And once you stop uh, using it, then you start to notice it. It's the same thing with media, same thing with alcohol. Right? Well, I, I, I looked at, I, I, you, funny you mentioned that when, when, when you start to become aware of it, you start to see it. But like, I was looking at a jug of milk the other day. And in, in and uh, I'm not sure like what your what your food packaging looks like in Colombia. But here in Canada, we have like a, it's regulated that you have to have like a nutritional information box on every food package. Not if it's like, not if it's like a, like a box of packages, but, but like any like big, like the box itself would have the panel on it. Right. And there's fucking 12 grams of sugar in a serving of milk. What's with that? That's one That's of the reasons like... they pasteurize it. It turns it into sugar. Is oh, was that it? That's still a hell of a lot. Of sugar. It's sugar, not even lactose, yeah. which is a sugar too. But... And it also makes it expirable. The sugar enables the bacterial growth. Wait, sorry, are you suggesting we drink unpasteurized milk? Because I don't 100%. think that. Because I, I was gonna say I don't think that's that insane to be honest. Um, it just might be taste a little weird. But but that's all. Um, um, how do you say it? Conditioning. I, I want to say, but that's not the word. It's all getting used to something. <laughs> I, I'm losing a bit of my words. I'm, mm. I'm in a bit it's of an, a kit of flu, I think. But because I'm I'm losing my English a bit. But... I'll be careful. Nobody calls it Corona. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I, I would just like to in, just to, to take a moment to say Ophalus has joined us. Um, hey guys, welcome, uh, patron. My first and only oh, yeah, patron. How about that? How cool! All right, I'm gonna direct where your shows go as your number one funder. Yeah, and now a shield. All right, I'm Bill Gates. <laughs> All right, you need to start making talks about why sugar is good. Okay, for first question is how much sugar do you that. consume yourself? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm probably like sub twenty oh, grams yeah. a day. That is keto. Uh, yeah. That's quite impressive, actually. I don't, I don't think I could I could do that anytime soon. I think I'll have to wean myself off. It's just a mentality you end up developing, and it becomes pretty easy once you learn how to substitute pretty much everything. It's very easy. It seems a lot harder than it is because the environment. What are thoughts on uh, things like honey and maple syrup, like real maple syrup? Um, moderation. Like I, I probably consume a teaspoon of honey a day, but it's, I think, fructose and also contains, uh, you know, all those natural poly antigens but i always have artificial sugars uh, that i use like coconut sugar and that have low glycemic indexes so they don't like spike your sugar levels uh the one i like the most 
is a combination of erythritol and stevia. Yeah, stevia, I've heard uh, before and I've seen it before, but I bought it yet, but... It's very um, intense on your digestive tract. That's why they usually, you want to blend it with other things, but if you're using it in small amounts, and it may not even affect you. It affects me, though, so I avoid it. I have uh, something which is not stevia, but it's something else. I will get it now. And I learned that it's actually related to DDT. So it's probably not good to put in your body. It's Splenda, <laughs> right? I would yeah. never do it, wouldn't touch Splenda. Oh my God. So Truvia is the one I use. It mixes Stevia and Erythritol. And I just found out it's developed by the Coca-Cola company. That's, that's, that's terrifying. One sec, I have to reconnect. It says ingredients. Dextrose, multidextrin, and sucralose. And it's distributed by McFell Nutritionals, Fort Washington, Pennsylvania. You said sucrose? And... Uh, no, sucralose. Oh, sucralose. That is the, the thing. That's yeah, a synthetic sugar. Not a big fan of that. Erythritol is derived from some plant, I believe. I've had no problems with it whatsoever. It's pretty great. It's expensive. Though, yeah, that is the thing. Everything that is non-sugary is expensive. So that shows the agenda, I would say. Yeah. Not, not everything. Uh, I, 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 vegetables, uh, non-starch vegetables are very cheap here, at least. But fats are like 50% more calories to the grams, so you can justify the higher cost a little bit that way. Yeah, it is true. I get uh, 500 grams of butter, real butter, and not uh, margarine or any kind of shit. No, butter. For five and a half thousand, which is like... Oh, no, I have to uh, do two currencies. Sorry, I cannot do Canadian dollars. Uh, that's about <laughs> the same as okay. USD. Uh, that's about um one dollar eighty something. Oh God! If I get five hundred grams of pasture raised butter, it's like four dollars. Yeah, right? okay, but your, your salaries are yeah, also a bit be, higher and, and income. Uh, so. Yeah, that's gonna be for here. That's not much higher. Also, I'm outside now. I'm on push to talk, so I hope that's not an issue. No, no, no. Um, but here, here, butter. Yeah, butter would be like I think like five, six bucks. I don't know. I haven't bought it in myself in a while. We use margarine around here because we're poor. No, don't but... use that. That's poison. Yeah, butter. Butter. I is know. Uh, wasn't it invented to like fatten turkeys or something? It's mostly vegetable oil, which has no nutritional value and doesn't even digest as proper fats. It's close to plastic. But then, but then they'll, they'll advertise that it's like it's it's you know, it's made from vegetables, right? <laughs> so it's really good. It's less calories. It's I mean, good uh, for you. Oil, crude we'll find, oil, we'll is find, made from we'll vegetables too. In the end, right? Algae and so. <laughs> <laughs> they find some 
fucking obscure like scientific paper that lets them say that like it is a cancer reducing agent or something and they just <laughs> ignore like, yeah. the eight other studies they did that said it's toxic like oh, we're just gonna go with this one <laughs> yeah well it is just a matter of looking at what it is and then go with that right what 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 is it is it, is it... Uh, Are you telling people to read ingredients? Yeah, yeah it's really stupid, but yeah, maybe it's it's good to uh, <laughs> to look into what you uh, consume. And we we were just talking about uh, the other two uh, main drugs of society, and also quit them. So no mas, no mas, not anymore in Spanish. No media, alcohol, and sugar. Now, when you say media, that doesn't include like art, does it? Because I don't know how I would do without like art. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean art. Yeah, art is uh, art is outside of media. I would say. I mean, there's uh, pop music is called art well, according well, to some people, and I would say that is media, pop music, right? I mean, Right. I mean, I think there's some crossover, right? Like film is media, but it's also it can be art. Um, and I mean, even even documentaries, you would you would probably argue are more of an art than they are a, like direct transmission of information. If you get what I'm saying, like I like how you, I, I would call film a medium. It's a medium. It's a medium of conveying a message. Okay, fair enough. Also, um, I promise this is the last time I'll have to do this today, but or in this call. But I have, oh, I'm gonna have to mute for a second because my mom asked me to go get her pack of smokes, and I'm at the store now. So one sec. <laughs> Good boy. When I was a kid, I uh, I bought cartons of cigarettes for my mom when I was ten, and they sold it to me because they knew it was not for me, but for my mom. I ran into this fun experience when I was in Florida and I lost my ID. I went to get alcohol with a female friend and they kept turning us down because I didn't have my ID. And then I went uh, with my father's fiance, who could be my mother, and they just didn't care at all because apparently there is a loophole where if it's a child, they don't need an ID. Wow. And how old are you? 28. Oh, okay, okay. But you don't look like uh, less than 21. Oh, no, I'm definitely over 18. I'm oh, 18 <laughs> is the limit there, not 21? Old enough. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. 21. Um, but you can see the decrepit age in my face of the world. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I, the thing is, I look young, so I, I can kind of understand. But in Germany also, I was living in Germany, and I'm, then I was between 30 and 33. And I was in, in a store to buy beer there, and the, the woman was asking me for, for my ID if I was 18. And I was like, what? Can, can I see your ID? I asked. <laughs> No. Um, yeah, I wanted to, uh, when uh, everyone's here, or everyone, all the millions of listeners, 
I wanted to read something that I um, found on a website I actually don't visit anymore. Uh, a website you may know, it's called fakeologist.com. I'm familiar. <laughs> uh, and this actually, there's actually what uh, beautiful dude Misa was saying about the Y and the uh, I the difference. Because App used the normie as normie with a Y. Just the same thing, I would say. But I will wait uh, with that. Uh, uh, I.e. versus Yeah, y. I mean, normie is an invented word anyway, so yeah. Doesn't matter. But the new normie, that is my invention. The new normie. We have the new normals or the new normie? Oh. Uh, I want to share um, something I uh, went uh, this morning uh, I was rejected for the taxi driving company unfortunately and uh, I called uh, Paola and she um, donated me 50,000 so I was happy with that it's about um, $15 Seventeen dollars something, um, and I went to the uh, cash machine to uh, get it, and I was walking around there. It is a small uh, shopping center, very small, and then I was entering the uh, cash machine and I was hearing already tapabogas, tapabogas, and I was not, I was ignoring it. And Molly was outside, I left her outside uh, the the booth where you uh, get your money. And I got my money and I stepped out and the guy was uh, shouting. It was a guard. He's guarding the super or the, the shopping center place. I don't know why, because there's nothing open. Uh, nothing so, open. but okay. Um, and then... Uh, He's enforcing tapabogas. He's enforcing the tapabogas. Yes. And then I, was, I, I said to him, yeah, I, I pointed to my pocket, uh, my jacket. Yeah, I have it in my pocket. But I like to breathe the air, and I walked away. But he, he didn't come after me. He didn't uh, do anything. But yeah, he was trying to. And he was shouting. He was screaming like "tapabogas," and it's not even a full sentence. It's just. <laughs> well, that was my experience with uh, tapabogas. I am. I must say, I'm the only one on the streets, almost, who doesn't wear it, because now, uh, since uh, ten days, it's. It's mandatory to wear it everywhere in public, not only in the shops, but also everywhere. So crazy. You know, now that the virus is over, we're going to make this. Oh, has, it, has the, uh, the quote-unquote uh, curve flattened where you guys are or whatever? The curve is flattened everywhere except the corrupt New York and UK hospitals. Oh, funny how that works out. You you can just go to the WHO website where every country in the world reports daily and download an Excel spreadsheet of all the cases cumulatively and per the day across the world and everywhere is done and normalization started in early March. So... Really? Could it could have fooled me? Yeah, it it blows my mind that all you have to do is look at those numbers and then 
they're increasing restrictions. It's just crazy. I, you you could have fooled me from the beginning. I didn't even notice it started. <laughs> Don't hate, but there was a sale on a tall tall soda, so I got two iced teas. <laughs> we were talking about anti like like cutting back on the sugar, but these things are too good. No, it's it's not an it's not a uh, it's not a mission or so. No, I mean you find your right moment, right? I mean it's uh, it's just suggestions and so and and sharing information and and also the thing is you are young, right? I mean the older you get, the more you have to watch what you eat and what you what you consume. I used to be a little evangelical about the keto diet, but there's bigger things to worry about. That is the right realization, I would say. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. I'm also uh, pretty... I crusaded bidets for a while. You crusaded bidets? Bidets. Uh, once I got a bidet, I was like, oh my god, this is the best invention uh, ever. Why don't we have these in every home? Uh, and why is this? Because um, toilet paper costs money and bidets. Ditch water, jet of water up your butt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I've been in Asia. <laughs> there you just use your hands to wipe your ass. Oh no, now it's just like an under the toilet seat nozzle that you turn a handle on the side and it's perfectly aimed and one piece of toilet paper and you're done, you're clean. It's an amazing experience and I've just kind of bought them for a few friends. <laughs> I've just straight up bought them and when even my dad I installed one at his house and they were all like, okay, yeah, you're right. And now they try and get their friends to get bidets. Um, well, he... Well, to, to yeah. be honest, it, it does sound it does sound pretty nice. No, I, I, I can see definitely see that it, it's 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 good, right? Okay, yes. But uh, here, the the funny thing is, if I would, I mean, I, I couldn't install that. I mean, it's, but okay, if you get the um, the ceramics of the toilet and of the sinks and so here, that the main brand of that is called Corona. So my toilet is Corona, my uh, sink is Corona, my uh, my uh, oh, nice. uh, kitchen ceramics <laughs> is Corona, my plates and so yeah. The crown yeah. toilet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't fall off it like that famous king or something. I'm sure you can install it. They install it very easily. They just go straight to the water supply and it's hydraulic powered. It doesn't yeah, use sure. any electricity yeah, or... Can do it. Ophalus oh, really trying to sell us on the bidet. <laughs> just, just saying, guys, toilet paper's a hoax. <laughs> that was the first joke I ever sold out of toilet paper. I was like, guys, bidets. You don't, you don't need toilet paper. You, you know, this is all a hoax. We invented the proper solution two hundred years ago. It was called fucking plumbing. I mean, plumbing's existed longer than that, but you get my, you get my point. In uh, in Asia, it's called the poo gun. Nice. 
Well, because they have like a separate thing off the toilet that you have to use, like a shower head. Yeah, that sounds like a pain in the ass. And I don't know what kind of bacteria are on the <laughs> thing of that, but it, I, I've never used it. No, it's, I'm, a, I'm still resisting to that. Oh, that's right. Now, the modern ones are all built in, no shower heads, don't even have to move. It's great. Great modern science. Well, I could use it also for money. That's, that's fine. And the best part is when strangers come over and they're like, what does this knob do? And then they look in the toilet and turn the knob and they get sprayed in the face and scream. It's great, yeah. great for parties. Uh, it could work if you have still alcohol parties that uh, people start vomiting and then <laughs> use it to clean their mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's also it's 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 like half a punishment too because it's like nasty bay water. Oh, it's the same water that comes out of your sink. It's perfectly clean. Uh, in Asia, it's called the poo gun, but in in, uh, in, Amer- in America, it's, in the Americas, it's called the puke gun. <laughs> oh yeah, in Germany. Oh yes. Um. Yeah. No, guys. So shall we? Um. Shall I read? Uh, start reading this because I think this is very important. Yeah, go for it. And also, of course, the knee-jerk uh, reaction by a guy called uh, Waterman Chris. I mean, I will first read the reactions, just one sentence or one line. That's the hoaxiest hoax I've ever seen. Will the normies buy it? Of course they will. Yeah, that is reactive mode. That is. I would call it a victim uh, uh, situation, or how do you say, a victim uh, um, reaction. But it's not helping. Isn't the Stockholm Stockholm Syndrome of the normies also apply to the new normies that are awake and feel like it's futile? Like it's also just accepting their cat door and saying it's okay. Um... I don't know. It is, yeah. Are they identifying with the? Yeah, if they identify with the new normal as um, good, or so. But that is not what I see with with the fakeology. So I wouldn't call it Stockholm syndrome then. No. Would the Stockholm syndrome require you to see the control as good, or just? You're so inundated, you come to be on its side. Well, well the, the, the origin of the Stockholm Syndrome is the Normom Stork, sorry for uh, mispronouncing that, sweet. Uh, robbery, which is a complete hoax story, by the way, uh, where the bank robber, so-called, got a phone call with the prime minister. Yeah, if you look it up, look it up at uh, Fakeopedia, please, not at Wikipedia. Um, uh, that is, uh, it's not there on the fake video, it's a full article, but okay. Um, but that is, um, uh, the, the uh, bank robber allegedly got a phone call with the Prime Minister of Sweden, the famous Olof Palme. Well, you know, it's a fake story because no bank robber gets a phone call with the Prime Minister, of course. Um, but uh, they do in the TV yeah, shows. Actually, uh, the, the idea was that the the hostages or one of the hostages a woman she 
identified with the, the hostage takers, the kidnappers, uh, who uh, got them hostage in a bank, I don't know for how long, but, and she uh, worked with them against uh, her own interests. And so now that is what I think is the Stockholm syndrome. And I don't think the fakeologists really identify with, with the system. So I wouldn't call it Stockholm syndrome, but it is, it's the reactive part. It's, it's not proactive. It's not reacting to something and making a new choice, a new decision, a new direction. No, it's just, yeah, it's, it's cons consuming. Hey, Molly, no. You don't have a Stockholm Syndrome page. Oh, there's in the main list of PSYOPs, there's a... Oh, I see. Wait, Kai, do you have like a website or something? Yeah, I have a blog, but it's completely dead. And I've put uh, a couple of my own points. And first one is uh, was about logic. And I still think it's one of the most important things to teach other people. Um, but... Um, no, I, I've used mostly Fakeopedia to put my stuff on, and it's still there, and I do it. But if you don't know, Fakeopedia is like a giant wiki of psyops and conspiracy theories and history. I've that... been on Fakeopedia. Is, it, is, is Fakeopedia separate from Fakeologist? Are they different things? Yeah, it's hosted by App. Um, so it is under App's umbrella, but it is, um, it's completely free for anyone to edit. So you can make okay. your own profile, you can put your own links, and App is uh, so uh, tolerant, okay, you can, you can the, put the, anything the, you, the, there the, you like. Totally. <laughs> He's a lying guy I've filled up for yeah, years. Yeah, and this is where I did the uh, Agenda 2020 page, and also another page, How Transhuman Are We? Um, but uh, I would like to read this because this is very important and um, app says uh, the the, um, the uh, post on this blog is called spreading fast facebook anti-truther post so app says your normie friends may sharing this your way soon the main problem besides all the usual atrocity uh, propaganda illusions no name of this physician yeah okay um yeah it's pretty long so i will uh, just start reading and then we uh, interrupt when uh, whenever we want and so the following is a message from an infectious disease physician i think it expresses the sentiments of all of us physicians at this time this has easily been the longest two months of my career and for that matter my life COVID-19 has changed everything. The way we live, the way our kids learn, the way we work. It has trashed the economy, exploded unemployment, and harmed businesses. Many of them, sadly, beyond repair. But here's the deal. It's real, and it's here, and it's still spreading. As a healthcare worker, I'm exhausted. Physically, mentally, and emotionally. As a manager in the... the Healthcare industry, it's been one of the longest, most stressful things I've tackled. First off, the truthers and conspiracy people and the protesters, you're not helping. The people bitching constantly, in capitals, about the governors or whatever level of government's handling of things, it's not constructive. 
Do you want to know why medical people, real medical people, not some crackpot quacks and cooks with a YouTube account or Facebook page, are taking this seriously? Because it's serious. And we're serious people when it comes to people's health and their lives. Yes, it mostly kills at-risk populations, the elderly and those with underlying medical conditions, but it also kills perfectly healthy people with no prior diagnosis. And we don't know why. I'm so tired of people acting like there's information that it's being cooked up or withheld. You know why there's lots of gaps in the information? Because we're still learning about this virus every day. It's new. It's never been seen. How it acts, how it spreads, why it does the things it does is all new. And we're learning oh on the God. fly. Just, just a second. Just a second. Learning on the fly. Stop mistaking genuine lack of information for misinformation or withheld information. I stop here. They haven't, they haven't tried to isolate it, man. They haven't, there's so much research they could be doing if it was real that they're just not, they're skipping straight to solution and reaction. And it's, it's just crazy. It's there. They didn't do any of the procedures to isolate a virus. There's, it, it's a complete lack of information, which is information their lack of intention to isolate it whatsoever and have a proper test just is the information to demonstrate what their motive is this is 100 percent a psyop people are gonna eat it up yeah okay that's true um and also it says it's new well the first coronavirus allegedly was discovered in 1966 and, and then in 1968 another one and then the modern corona so-called viruses started in 2012 when a 60-year-old Saudi Arabian goat uh, herder, uh, shepherd, was um, uh, identified with the virus because I was looking for Saudi Arabian information. I will not go into that now, but, um, and that is how I found it and where it came from. Yeah, it was SARS-1. And then there was MERS, yeah. which were both also yes, coronaviruses. Yes. Indeed, it was 2003, I think, uh, SARS and, and so on. But the thing is, so it's new. That is not entirely uh, true. But, um, yeah, more ideas about this part, because I, I want to go over it uh, in pretty much detail, because it's important. Beautiful dude, Missile, BDM, I will call you, because it's long names, I'm not good with that. I'm Dutch, so I'm used yeah, to long day, names, but um, what are your ideas? About this? I didn't say anything because it felt like O'Fallows kind of said everything that really needed to be said, right? It's uh, it's pretty obvious what's going on. Um, well, the, the thing is, if this is shared on Facebook, your friends, your friends are with this. So it is our job to know how to respond oh, to yeah, this. No. And that's what I'm not seeing anywhere on the fake colleges. It's all this reactive mode. We need to be proactive. So we need to think of answers to the this. The only real response is no, no doctor claimed to say this. It's being posted without 
any sort of authority. Oh, is uh, it a copy pasta? Yeah. But is that relevant? It's incredibly relevant because the whole argument oh, yeah, against conspiracy theory is. Yeah, if nobody's actually saying this, then it's. That should be a question when there's people risking their names to say all these things are true that this non-named informant is saying isn't okay true. okay let's go with that it's idea like but then once there is one with a name who says this, these same things then you've lost that point so yeah. i think it's much more important to address exactly. what they actually say than to deny or to call it a hoax or to call it a psyop because that is not helping waking up your friends and, and, and our future, because this is how our friends and peers and other people and family will look at us. And they will, they will you know how media work now, uh, right? I mean, so they would just put this in their heads and, 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 and see us as the enemy, if they're not doing that already for not wearing face masks or whatever. Yeah, just these are already the same arguments that are already being used. It's just being released on copy pasta in bulk to give feigned more importance to it, and it's going to work. I mean, it, uh, it. Okay, I will go into it then. Um, it also kills perfectly healthy people with no prior diagnosis, and we don't know why. Okay, but there are many things that kill people every day, and we don't know why. Does that mean we need to shut down the whole world because of that and, and get businesses out of? Also, who are who are these patients that are perfectly healthy and young and that are dying? Because every doctor I've heard talk about this has said that isn't happening whatsoever. Okay, but then again, you get a new so, doctor in who I'm, says I'm who, who comes with examples, and then your friends. We need to be prepared for the future, right? I mean, we we cannot just deny these kind of things. You're committing. Murder huh? right now, Gaia. No doctor has said these things yet. What sorry? I I don't think any doctor has said these things yet. But then you're contradicting yourself. If you say this is a copy pasta from earlier things, then doctors have said this before. No, this this is the copy pasta. It's like it does. I'm saying nobody said any. No doctor said this. I don't understand. No doctor said this, is your point? No doctor has said these kind of things before? Not that I've seen. Okay, but that is my point. If there not, is one, okay, you. let's say tomorrow there is one official medical professional named credentials, John Hopkins University, whatever, is saying these things. Then we need to be prepared. That's the thing. Stop reactive mode. Be proactive because this is the future. This is how we will be seen in the future. Right? I thought we weren't humoring these arguments though. Thought this wasn't what we need like, to hammer these arguments. To... That is the whole point of it. We need to be prepared. We need to have answers to our peers and friends and family. I mean, I feel like I feel like they're not gonna listen to us. Can you get a bit closer to the mic, uh, BDM? This because it's very hard to hear. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 I, I feel like one second.
I mean, the thing is, if people start replicating these arguments, we need to have counter arguments. That is how the mainstream works. But they're red But that arguments. is irrelevant. That's the whole point. You can you can say it. it I thought we were supposed to take it down to the roots of the, the base facts that... Uh, now, we know that all. our friends are not waking up to that. We know. We can tell them, yeah, viruses are something different than the mainstream says, and they just shut off, shut down. They, they, they don't listen. They, they stop listening. So you have to address their idea of the world. That is the only way forward. If we don't do that, we are the, we're doing the same reactive new normie bullshit. So when the somebody says, "I read the healthy people are dying," I mean, what? Where? How do you have an argument? Exactly. There? It's like you just no. It is on. okay. Healthy people are dying. Yeah, that is happening every day. So is that enough to put people in their homes and make them sick and let them die? Because that's what's happening. That is that then with a question like that. You may trigger. I'm not saying it works, but it, it is. The more the more tools we have, the more arguments we have, the better we are prepared. We can we can say uh, okay, uh, we we have a different view and so, but then we will never get anywhere closer with our peers. We will shut our, ourselves even more off, and it will create more and more and more distance between us. Right. I got you. It is very important to respond to it, to be react, uh, to be uh, proactive in our responses, to think of arguments, knowing that they are pushing this stuff. And yeah, we can argue. Yeah, it's not new, and they already uh, say things like this, and so yeah, okay. But this is not the case, right? This is this this post, and you know how people are on Facebook. Uh, they this is actually quite long, but still, I mean, they, they get the gist of it uh, pretty quickly. And they, they start saying, yes, yes, yeah, 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 all these bad people, um, all my friends, yeah, I have friends who don't wear face masks and uh, who don't respect the curfew and I don't know what, right? Then we need to be responding to these people. Right? I mean, I otherwise, we, we, will, we will lose uh, otherwise, right? The only way to win the war is by arguments, not by physical fight, I would say. By our own psychological warfare. Well, it's not warfare because it's not intended to hurt people. Peace fair. Psychological peace fair. <laughs> um, uh, I'm so tired of people acting like there's information that's being cooked up or withheld. Uh, Yes. You know why there's lots of gaps in information? Because we're still learning about this virus every day. It's new. It's never been seen. How it acts, how it spreads, why it does the things it does is all new and we're learning on the fly. Stop mistaking genuine lack of information for misinformation or withheld information. Well, exactly. I mean... Uh, I would say a response is, uh, just a second, um, I would say a response is, okay, if they're still learning about it, then just keep the, the, the world open and then let them uh, research things and then then come with a uh, conclusion. First do the research, then come with a conclusion and then take measures to counteract that. That is how I would say 
is is at least what you can tell your friends and peers and family uh, that would be a logical thing not not just shut down yeah maybe we will look for information in the meantime and blah 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 uh, i would say there's an intentional lack of information there's plenty of opportunity to be doing research and we're choosing not to because it'll impinge our efforts to roll out vaccinations quickly. Yeah, okay, but then you're, you're going to the conclusion, you're going to the conclusions of the, of the of, of, let's call it the publication, right? You're going to the conclusions already. We're talking about vaccination. Let, let's not go there yet. Let's just look at what they, uh, what say Europe just ordered thousands of pre-microchipped vaccine needles yeah tell your friends that and they shut off that's the thing don't make your friends shut off from what you say that's the whole point about waking people up because that's why people don't wake up because you right, shut so. them off you you make them right. feel uh they don't want to be challenged by new ideas right but how do you how do you introduce the idea that they're intentionally not developing information um like how do you introduce wait is the question how do you introduce to someone the idea of their own cognitive dissonance no because the post says you know why there's lots of gaps in the information because we're still learning every day it's new so why are there gaps i say there's gaps because they're intentionally not filling in the gaps because it causes confusion and uh, urgency uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, we could. Uh, the thing is, I think metaphors work perfectly, or perfect, or analogs. I mean, uh, oh, there's no uh, information about uh, uh, the safety of, uh, well, let's take margarine or so, right? There's something that people can relate to. Okay, does that mean we have to ban some product or something? immediately and then start looking into why is it actually bad or whatever. No, that's not what you do in any other case. So why is it done here? We could think of a good metaphor um, of something that we all want access to, but we don't for a limited amount of time while it's being evaluated. Like you want your favorite movie to release, but it got its rating level adjusted for cinema review, so they had to cut out scenes and now it's delayed for a week. Yeah. So so let's shut down the whole movie industry because there might be something in there which is non-parental uh, approved and blah, blah, blah. That is the better for them, indeed. Yeah. Is that, is that reasonable? That is what you can ask your, your friends and family. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Molly. It's got to be a better metaphor thing. Um, edible. Uh, I would just uh, inform uh, Forest Value. Thank you for joining and listening in. He's muted, uh, but uh, we're going over the um, Molly portfolio. Molly, Ben, 
Uh, we're going over the post that Ed posted today, spreading fast Facebook anti-truther post. And I would like to have a different approach than the new normie approach on fakeologists, which is all reactive. It's denialism, which is not going to work because your friends will not open up to it. And that's what it's about. We, we have to, uh, forever as one, I started the, uh, the call with that song by Headhunters. We have to make sure that we're not distancing ourselves even more from our friends. We need to make them aware of what's happening by addressing their points and the points they make against them, like this, this post. And denialism is not going to work. So addressing what is going to, what is said, I think that is much better. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit behind the curve as far as uh, the post you're referring to, and I just linked and it in Crazy Commandos. Where where is it? The Crazy Commandos channel, right above the chat. Okay. Is this the what is it? The last I'll thing. I'll link it here. This is the. Uh... Yeah, it's a Facebook. Yeah, we'll put it here in the chat notes too, but. This is the 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 link of app uh, apps blog on uh, fakeologist.com. We we all know it because we all come from there. So, uh, I am our radio is one of the podcast children of uh, apps uh, fakeologist. And so it's the uh, message from an infectious disease physician. No, no, no. It's on the, in the chat notes. It is no. the yeah. yeah. Oh, chat notes. It says the message. Oh, on Facebook. Okay, yeah. Okay. And spreading fast for anti-truther posts. It's the last post that Ed posted on his blog. And there's one reaction by Waterman Chris. That that's the hoaxiest hoax I've ever seen. Will the normies buy it? Of course they will. Yeah, that is stupid new normie reaction. That is not gonna help. That is distancing yourself from your friends by by choice. That's stupid. That is not helping. I mean, it's just a reaction. It's a reaction on a board of... Um, well, I mean, I don't know how significant uh, Waterman Chris's post on Ab's blog is in the larger scope of things. I would say it is because it is um, representative in my experience of what I see with the new normies. We have the new normal, so we have the new normies, and the new normies... Are mostly on fakeologists doing the same shit that they did before the war and not learning anything and distancing themselves. I mean, you introduced your wife in, in the oh. chat with Ab, and that means that you're actively working on trying to wake people up, especially the ones closest to you. That is the way forward, not the distancing yourself and, 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 and thinking that the, that the world is not changing because that you have to change with the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not quite following the thread here. I mean, my my wife has been probably a more than like a 10-year project. And and I've changed a lot over the course of our time together, too. And, I mean, I, I'm not calling her a project, but just a, the point where we can sort of meet in the middle to a degree. She's kind of at the point where she doesn't necessarily buy into the, the media but she's very concerned with maintaining her 
social relationships. So she's not gonna she's not gonna be out there trying to wake anybody up, you know. No, but it's I mean, a good point where you make. So that, that, that's that's what I was getting at earlier. Is I I do feel on some level there is a degree of this is going to have to get worse before anyone re before people no, really start on. waking no, up. No, come on, you cannot say that. We're look outside. Everybody's wearing face masks. I mean, how how much worse do you Pretty want worse. to be than a war? Right? Yeah, that's I mean, the way I look at it. How I mean, much worse? There's can a lot get? of people not wearing mm. face masks where I am. Okay, yet uh, oh, yet wait another couple of months, right? I mean, don't don't expect that. Weeks. That the situation change will wake people up just just magically. No, that's not gonna work. Especially with the re at the rolling out of all of this, we got contact tracing coming up this month. I should mention, I'm not in any way opposed to trying to wake people up. I just want to make that clear. Well, uh, that's good because <laughs> if you if you are opposed, then then you're beaten. Then then well, sorry to say, but you can just commit suicide. Then no, no, don't do it. But. Uh, well, Hey guys, have you come across a strategy that you feel like has been effective um, with someone who's very committed to their belief in the mainstream narrative? Uh, in the past or, or, or now? Anytime. Yes, very much. I have. Okay. I Can have. You um, that? Uh, the, the example I've, I've talked about before, I am. Um, one day I had lunch with my uh, uh, former parents-in-law um, and my uh, father-in-law was back then was 83 years old. So he was 36. He was not a child. He was 36 when he watched the so-called moon landings. And then I gave my arguments and I explained why I think it's fake. And two weeks later, we had lunch again and he hugged me. Thank you, Gaia. Thank you for making me see that this is fake. I would say that is a pretty mm. strong example, but it's about something which is completely irrelevant now. Nobody cares about space travel. It's not important. What is important is the present and the future, especially. But also, I had talks with people already in the beginning of the war, uh, in the first months. I made a comment to... Um, an uh, attractive lady I always uh, pass and uh, and so on. And she had a um, face mask hanging around her neck, not even on her mouth. And I said to her, please don't put that on and hide your beautiful smile. And that triggers, that Oof. triggers, Oof. right? It's, it's just finding the right buttons and trigger people. So these are, are small examples. Uh, today, like I said, um, I was in the, uh, the the cash uh, machine booth, and there, there I didn't wake anyone up, but I just had an uh, an answer ready when the guy uh, shouted "tapabogas," not even a full sentence or anything, just "tapabogas," and I was like, "Yeah, I like to breathe the air." I have the uh, mouthpiece in my pocket, and I walked away. So yeah, I mean, it's finding all these kind yeah. of points, and 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 I cannot define what works in your environment, but we can at least think about it and think of these answers, not closing ourselves off, uh, because we are losing if we do that. Mm. Are you familiar with Plato's? Did I ask about Plato's allegory of the cave the other night? I mean, that that's <laughs> like the most famous. 
it's one of the most famous philosophical allegories of all time, right? So, well, if if the timeline we're given is anywhere even close, you know, we're we're looking at the same scenario unfolding over time, and like add into. Can you just uh, summarize what Plato's cave uh, allegory is? Who me so, or first? First can do it. Yeah. You want to do it? Beautiful. Right. Okay. So basically, the the allegory of Plato's cave is: uh, imagine you have a a cave, and there's a wall uh, in the cave, and f you know a couple of prisoners are chained to the wall. Behind the wall is like a flame and like a staircase, or like a flame and and it's some space for people to move around in. And so occasionally someone passes by the flame or like a bird will fly in and pass by the flame and it will create a shadow over the rock um, in front of the prisoners, right? And so the idea is if these prisoners had been in the cave since they had been born, would they recognize that the shadows on the wall are just a sort of... Uh, illusionary um, after images of like a, a real object or would they think the shadows are the real object is basically what the cave is about okay what is what is the lesson of that you would say okay so in that example the when socrates talks about the philosopher the the philosopher has developed the the means to either I guess he has to escape the cave and he to go out into the sun and see the sun and reality and recognize that that is the real reality. And he, he can see the moon, the stars, everything. And so he can go back into the cave, extricate one of the prisoners and take him outside. He would probably be violently resisted because that's the prisoner is in the cave, that's all he knows. But if he were to be able to be dragged outside and his eyes became accustomed to the light and he were to realize that there's more and that the shadows are just reflections of reality, he might want to go back down and try to rescue some of the other prisoners. But when he goes back into the cave, his eyes have to readjust to the dark because he's been out in the sun. And the prisoners, I think he's blind, and they would say, well, if you leave the cave, you're going to be blind, and we don't want to be blind. And they might actually want to kill the guy for coming back to try to show them what's on the outside. And so I think it translates really well to like people like watching TV and accepting TV as reality and, and being so disconnected from what we call uh, reality. Like this TV is a reality that's superimposed over reality that people accept as real and i have met that level of resistance in the past for trying to suggest to people that w what they're watching on tv is not grounded in reality and uh, that people res resist that idea very strongly and my point about that is is that allegory is according to the natural you know our accepted timeline some 2,500 years old. So if this has been going on for 2,500 years, it just seems like it, it may be a little unrealistic to think that we're going to change that. That's self-conditioning, sorry. That is fatalism. It's, it's fatalism. Possible. No, 
what what I see. Uh, thanks for explaining it because I've heard about it and I've understood it. I thought a bit, but I never got it explained this clearly. Thank you. Um, what what I think is the key here is something everybody has, and it is um, tapping that button or tapping that um, um, characteristic of everybody, and it's curiosity. Everybody has curiosity. They may be programmed by the media and so that they're numbed by it, but numbed doesn't mean taken away. So they have curiosity. So our job, I would say, is to guide the people out of the cave to make them see what reality is. And that is exactly why I want to talk about these things and have a different approach than the fatalist new normie approach. It's gonna work, and uh, let's um, a social distance ourselves. The approach is to entice them to Exit. want to leave the cave. Exit. And so instead of coming in and saying everything you know is a lie, and it's so much different out there, you just have to make it appealing to go out there without telling them everything they know is exactly. a lie. Exactly, and I think we can learn from the uh, tricks. The and also, you won't get shot or stabbed or beaten with. Yeah, shots. but that that's all fear-based, right? I mean, but the 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 methods and the tricks the mainstream uses, uh, let's say Edward Bernay propaganda, but then with good intentions and good morals and good principles, so use that against the system itself. How can you make people accept things that are actually uh, not in their best interest, like vaccinations and so on? Right? I mean, how how do these people do that? Well, we can learn from that. Fear. Yeah, but not my fear. I mean, they, not, fear is not. They, they do a lot of fucking lying too. Conditioning. Yeah, I mean, you got to realize, uh, Gaia, that that lying is foundational to the strategies that are being used. So, it, when you talk about doing using those tricks, I mean, you know, you're you're fundamentally talking about no, lying. That is, uh, sorry, I don't yeah. have the right term for it, but it is uh, it is using an, uh, one set of uh, methods or tricks. And uh, projecting it to the whole. It, that only lying, that is the only way out. No, it's not that. Well, I would maybe look at it more in the, the way that Ed, Edward Bernays model. And I, the way I understand it, before Bernays, advertising consisted of uh, people describing the things they were trying to sell and giving people sort of reasoned arguments about why they would you know be better off or, or and enjoy some advantage from buying a particular product based on the attributes of the product and bernays was able to create a new uh, strategy by tapping into people's emotions and making them think that they would be sexier you, or they would feel you. better. Or That's the might, right words. We need you know, to make it sexy and, to go out of the cave. Exactly. So that's, it is sort of a, it's, it is a backdoor approach. It's more of a 
subtle. It is psychology. It works. Yes, of course. But I mean, um, we do it all the time. Manipulation is completely normal. We wouldn't be here if our parents wouldn't manipulate each other to have sex. Didn't want to think about that, but that is that it is true. It is it is not wrong. And there's nothing wrong with that. It is what is wrong is having a bad moral behind it, right? That is wrong. I mean, uh, tricking people into rape, that is wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with like being a, like have you ever seen Star Wars? You know, you know Yoda, he fucks around with like Luke all the time. That's like his whole thing, you know, but he always does it to teach him something. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Great example. Yes, that is what we should be and should do. And we can. It is this, this idea that it's all useless. Yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, then, sorry, then I just jump off the balcony here because no, I don't believe that. I don't believe it's useless. I've had too many experiences in my own life where I could make people see things. And yeah. Uh, let me tell you about an experience I had today. The first, one of the first good days, I actually did some work today. Uh, my, my wife found a job for me on Nextdoor. Uh, a couple of gentlemen needed some help with audio in a new restaurant. Hoorah. They decided to open two weeks before this thing happened, and they've been shut down now ever since. And uh, there were two guys there. I brought a mask with me just in case. Nobody was wearing a mask, and they had a a young guy there that was the cook and he said he had tested positive for COVID and I asked him what it was like. And he said, I was kind of sick for a couple of weeks. I had the fever. Didn't feel too good. I said, did you go to the hospital? He said, no. And these guys are all hanging out shoulder to shoulder. And they were like, yeah, we were working together the whole time and we were right next to each other and we didn't get it. And we went and got tested and we came back. Uh, sorry. Hi, uh, sorry to um, interrupt, but, how was he tested for COVID if he didn't go to the hospital? Uh, well, he wasn't, he wasn't hospitalized for yeah. his illness. I'm not saying, and now these guys said they were tested. I don't know where they got tested. I didn't ask, but um, I have no interest in taking this test, obviously. But the point is, is they're kind of like not, they're probably far from being fakeologists, but they weren't wearing masks and they were hanging out with a COVID guy and not, not being concerned and they were kind of just saying yeah i'd like to get it and get it over with and move on and know that i have the antibodies i mean that i don't buy the whole virus model but you know there are a few people running around out there that are more have a more less fair attitude toward this um and maybe there's more than we know it's just that when I'm, on the way home i went to costco and I was the only one in the store with a mask and I've been in there several times and I got yelled at by some employee told me to put on a mask. I ignored him and didn't do it and just kept going about my business and nobody else said anything. He went away, but yeah, I don't want to, I really don't want to participate in this nonsense, but um, that's my biggest complaint about all of this is this this idea that you, all the, you know, we're going to be running around like a bunch of morons in masks that's just retarded and even if you believe the the stuff that's coming out of science whatever you want to call that there's science. so much there's so many scientific reports that say these masks don't really do anything and i'm of the opinion that the masks aren't 
about illness in any way, shape, or form. They're about compliance and a symbol of not speaking and shut up, slave, yes. that kind of thing. That's what they're for. That's the, that's the purpose. And it disturbs me that, that uh, people are not seeing through this, to me, what's an obvious uh, elite sort of uh, ritual uh, of submission. Yeah, and I would also say that it is hiding our nonverbal communication, our facial expressions, which is the main way of communicating. And then a lot of things have been written about that, too. I mean, the inf information is out there for, but I, I can tell, and I've been really more attuned into Facebook in the past month than I have been in years for the simple reason that I know, I know the people on Facebook are real people and they're not sock puppet accounts. They're, they're not somebody in a cubicle in Langley writing, you know, the, the script. And so I, I like to know how they're thinking. And what I'm seeing is a, a lot of uh, acceptance of this and belief in this narrative. And I know very well, too, I'm, I'm totally convinced that none of these people are, are bothering to click on a link that conflicts with the official narrative. How do you know that? They're just not. I'm... I've had some interactions with a few people and I can just tell by the, the wall that goes up and I'm not, I'm not forceful about it. And anyway, I'm just asking questions and I, and I can see by the questions that I ask the response that I get there, you know, the, the tenfold. Like really. So the lesson from that is I would so, say you're not sexy enough. You're not attracting them enough to make them see another point. But I don't think you're considering, Gaia, that there's just some situations you can't always win all the time, you know? No, I'm considering that every day. Like sometimes, oh, come on, no. Of course. I'm not saying every battle is won. I'm, I'm not, not saying every battle is won, but assuming, assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups, and that's the whole basis behind all of this. It's all based on assumptions. So if you get yes. less assumptions with other people, they may wake up. I'm not saying they are doing that, but I think it's our task, our moral task, our moral obligation even. We are shepherds. We're not cheap. We have to wake up our peers, mostly because of self-interest, because we have to still be able to communicate them and not ostracize by our families and all that. So... It is finding the best ways, and it's not, I mean, what I feel, also by you guys, it, 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 a beaten feeling. It's all useless. Yeah, guys, come on. I mean, then, what's the whole point? Well, I would submit that the point is to find a way to enjoy yourself under all circumstances and not be too hopeful about a lot of these people you know, coming to accept anything other than the mainstream narrative and being able to live a rich, full life in however you can in spite of yeah, that. Yeah, but the one doesn't exclude the other. Right? It's not, you, you cannot, uh, you can still enjoy your life 
even though you're uh, actively trying to spread the message of truth. You can do that. Right? Okay. Well, that's as, as long as you're coming from that place, yeah. I don't feel like it's uh, some sort of moral imperative and you're not going to rest and, until you see change or something like that. No, that's not my approach. No, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not, an, I'm not an, uh, an, uh, utopist. Not at all. No. It's just uh, quietly and um, friendly, especially friendly, trying to make your bring your point across. And, uh, well, the first point is at least ask for respect for your uh, stance, your uh, position in life. And like you, I don't want to wear a face mask. But in, in Costco, that's a different thing. That's a private corporation. Well, that's a bit of an uh, oxymoron there, but okay. It's, it's a business. I mean, it's the same thing with uh, uh, you cannot enter a shop in, in, uh, in shorts. It's the same thing. Yeah, uh, you have to put on long pants uh, to, to enter this shop. That's the rule of the shop. Uh, that's the thing. When I go into an Right, and, and I yeah. understand that. I understand that, and and I've just decided that I'm going to defy the rules until somebody yeah, says something. Yeah, I do the same. I do the same. But in the, in, the, the, um, in the fruit you know, and vegetable and shop, I put on the face mask because I respect their rules, and it's it has at least some sense of uh, of um, it it makes sense, right? You you spread. Uh, your breath or your, your whatever you breathe out and then bacteria and so you don't need to go to viruses bacteria on on products on openly uh, displayed I products just, yeah see i'm i'm not on board with this i'm i'm absolutely vehemently opposed to this idea human beings have been around for quite a long time who knows what the time is i'm going to suggest it's at least thousands of years and this is a brand new phenomenon. And the idea that all of a sudden, everything that's been natural and normal up to this point is no longer that way because of some government instituted nonsense. No, I'm not, I'm not going to accept that. Yeah, but okay. But then you yeah, can never ask open... for respect back. If, you, if that is your attitude, then you can never ask for respect back. Because you're not respecting others. If this store says we have openly displayed products, we don't want to be contaminated. Doesn't matter by what, by viruses, bacteria, whatever. Doesn't matter. Then you cannot ask for respect back. Why is it different this year than it That's was last irrelevant. year? That's irrelevant. That's the beauty of it. I, I think. I think. If If I could interject here, I think farce value. If If I can call you that. Um, sure. What Gaia is is saying is he's 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 being pragmatic yes. here. He's saying like you got you gotta like level with people, and 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 sometimes that means biting the bullet and maybe wearing a mask when you go into a grocery store. I think is is what yeah, he's trying and, to say. Yeah, and and in a grocery store, that makes sense to wear a mask. I... Why does it make sense now when it didn't make That's sense? That's irrelevant. Last year? That's you, the question. Yeah, yeah. If, if How is it irrelevant? Long discussion, you will never win. That's the whole point. Try to avoid these. No, but you're it's you're telling me it makes sense. They're openly displayed food products, so it makes sense that you protect. Okay, your face. they were doing it last year, Gaia. Last they were doing it last year, 
so what are we just way behind the curve all of a sudden that humanity has gotten a big wisdom and insight and now we know we should have been wearing a mask for hundreds of years all of a sudden we should have always been doing this is that what I you're mean, saying if you are uh, when i was a baker and you had you were um, you had a running nose right or you had a you had a cold but not uh, the flu right then you have to put on a face mask to protect okay, to protect okay, the bread. Wait, we're, that we're, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. The you, thing you, is, you have to you bring have, across the point. You're, you're sneezing. You're, you're bringing across yes, the point okay. that things need to make sense, and then people catch on, because that is the whole point about all these these restrictions. They don't make you're sense. You're starting from a place where something doesn't make sense, guys. What doesn't make sense? Like if. If wearing a mask, oh yeah, time, but now you're going go to into something different. Market. I'm not saying all the time. No, wait a minute. I'm talking about a fruit and vegetable shop. It makes sense there. Yes, okay. it doesn't make sense in public. Okay, so it, so it, when it, I exit this shop, okay. I openly take off my face mask that other people see that I use that right, so only in the I'm, shop. <laughs> if I'm understanding you correctly, it it makes sense now. So it always been going to vegetable markets with masks all the time and we were just late realizing that we're toxic all the time whether we're sick or not we're breathing deadly bacteria out of our mouths so we should have had masks all the time how could we have been so stupid in the past to not think we should wear a mask when we go into a vegetable market well that is the current narrative so now yes so we should be pragmatic exactly what bdm said pragmatics pragmatism that is pragmatism that's the only way forward because if not you create okay. only well, more and more distance more and more um people yeah, who, who I, don't want to see your points I'm, because you you create friction i'll call myself wait, i'm, I'm confused let me right just now. speak um I just want to be clear that so like, I, want to, I want i want to nail gaia down on this because he okay, keeps saying yes. it makes sense so it it makes sense that when you go into a vegetable market, you should have a mask. So last year, when you went into a vegetable market, you should have no, had a mask that, then. You cannot but use you history as an argument for today. Oh, what the sense is time no, sensitive? The, the, is the, it? The, I'm, I'm not, the paradigm I has changed. We can. We, we, well, why does it make? Makes People sense are in convinced on mass that this isn't this thing is new. Okay, is, all right. There. Okay, the I'll accept that. I'll accept that you're. A, it's a perception yeah, exactly. management tool, but it doesn't make sense in reality. Well, there. That's it makes the sense. difference. Uh, chemically, biologically, physically, of course, it makes sense. You're spreading. Your okay, then it made sense last yeah, year, Gaia. It last made sense year. last year. It's useless year. to take last year as an argument, right? Okay, all right. So. So then why resist the mask? It makes sense. You should take a mask whenever you go into a store. No, not, so not that, whatever For store. you, this is no inconvenience. It's no inconvenience. Because no, it I makes sense. I respect the rules in a, of in a, a physical... private company and a small vegetable so shop. That's a whole no, different story. No, you're making it into... Story. You're creating a straw man arguments here. No. I... No, no. You're, you're telling me that, like... Like a surgeon in an operating room that's operating on an open cavity, 
they have a mask that it makes sense when you go into a vegetable store to wear a mask. This is a practical, realistic way to approach life independent of the store's rules or the coronavirus or anything else. It makes sense. That's what it I'm hearing you say. It makes sense because you, you are breathing or, out stuff and putting it on 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 uh, products owned by someone else that is the whole point it does, you don't need to go into viruses what they are blah 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 For, forget it's about old. forget about ownership forget about ownership i don't even want to talk about ownership i'm talking about practicality of breathing when you're in proximity to fresh vegetables and you're saying if you're in proximity to fresh vegetables you should have no, a mask no i'm not saying you should have a mask i am saying that i wear it because it makes sense it has a physical meaning it is scientific that's the whole point right i mean your point i mean i want to take one point because you said yeah it uh, didn't matter last year yeah that is what you could say the first face mask worn at a surgery then you could resist by yeah but we didn't do that last year so why should we do it today right it's that's a stupid it's not a non-argument Okay, um, then I don't see why you should have a problem with the way yeah, things are now. Uh, because now objection. we're just doing no, things that I make sense. I am not wearing a face mask in public because I there is no okay, sense well. in that. And if people come to yeah yeah just Can a I second just a second, a second? Yeah, please. Um, if if the police approaches me and they have cir circled around me intim intimidating me, but I just walked on and nothing happened. But if they come to me and then try to find me for 900,000 pesos, which I obviously don't have, then I tell them, well, I am not, I'm social, dis asocial distancing. Yeah, I'm, I'm just using the same narrative. Fine. I'm not approaching anyone. So there's no reason, there's no sense for me to wear a mask in public. And they come then, yeah, but that's the rules and so. Yeah, and then I, I try to wake them up that I'm not against the rules. As long as it makes okay, sense. So, so let's sense. let's project a little bit into the future. Let's say the curve is flattened, the masks go away, everybody's done. There's no more rules. Stores relax all their regulations. People get we, we see them in a the market, and you might be the only one in the vegetable market no, with what? a mask. But you're going to do that because no, it no, makes no, wait sense, a minute, wait a minute. right? First of all, you're painting a scenario I don't believe ever will go happening. We're not returning to any normal situation. This is it. This is the future. It will only be worse. Masks. It will masks only be all worse. The time. Prepare for. Yes. It's only going to be masks. Well, from here maybe, on. Yeah, maybe if we're uh, vaccinated and microchipped, and then suddenly they uh, they reverse, uh, and then it doesn't make sense anymore. But uh, I don't. I see this thing. Yes. Oh. Okay. Can well. Can I ask yeah. you a question, Gaia? Do you mind? Do you mind if I do that first? Like, can I yeah, cut in here yeah. for a second? Because you guys have been going yeah. on for a while. I just wanted to say. I just want to want to so I understand where you're coming from, Gaia. Because because to be honest, I'm pretty neutral in this argument. I I do see the both sides very clearly. Um, I think I think you both have points to make. But just so I can understand your view, Gaia, you're coming up from it more from the perspective of of considering how to approach people and and thinking that like maybe not wearing a mask in a grocery store will rock the boat a bit too much is that the idea no because i do it 
uh, also in the cheese and then the shop. I, I go uh, in without a, ma without a mask, but I know these people. They know me. I have a personal relation with them, and they respect me and they accept me. And they they're not saying, "Hey, no, suddenly you have to wear a mask." No. But this was a vegetable store. I went in, uh, not for the first time, but they didn't know me, right? So. I then respect their. Oh, was it just a vegetable yes, yeah, yeah, store? Yeah, here like, there, no, no. Here, here they have vegetable and 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 and, and uh, fruit stores only that. And and was it like a mom and pop like locally yes, owned yes, business? Yes. That's where I shop. Right? Only a local okay, business. Okay, so I avoid supermarkets. I can see. I can see why you wore a mask just because. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I do get the argument of, like, not, like, like wearing the mask can make things, potentially could make things worse if people are too compliant with it. But from, like, a social perspective, from, like, a sort of, like, That's you it. know, yes. I can I can see why out of respect for, you know, the guy who ran the vegetable store who has to sell vegetables to all the other people who live around you. Um, where, you know, I can see why you'd wear a mask to not, you know, even, you know, I don't believe in the virus, but what I'm saying is like, we have to deal with the people exactly. who do, and we have to find a way to deal with the people who do. That's not going to immediately, um, blacklist exactly. us, exactly. so to speak. That is the whole point. Exactly. Yes. So your point is that it you can logically make an argument to wear it in a vegetable shop. You can't logically make an argument to walk around like Home Depot or outside. So you can at least wear it in the place where there's a sensible reason, even though it's we all know it's fake. But within the climate, that's the one sensible place to be wearing. Yeah, and it, it has another effect. It has the effect of your. Um, spreading sense you're spreading reason because if you just say no i'm not wearing it anywhere then you don't have any arguments right you don't have reason behind what you're doing yeah reason like i don't want to be uh, uh, told by the government what to do and i still think that's the case but that is the whole point of this post that's why i wanted to react on this post because that is what they're saying yeah you have to comply with everything the government says or with the medical professionals and the, and no questioning, no critical thinking. And the only way to get critical thinking into humans is if you start with reason. Well, I'm I'm still, <laughs> I'm totally uh, n not understanding like how it's taken until 2020 for. And, and they still, I don't think, have come out. I don't know if there's any studies with empirical evidence showing that there is a problem for people breathing in proximity to vegetables. I just have never heard any such study or any scientific evidence that shows that there's near fruits yeah, and okay, vegetables. Yeah, okay, fine. Then you're the, the 19th century doctor saying, why do I, should I wash my hands? I didn't wash my hands last year. And uh, it was no problem. So why should I do it now? 
Well, what I'm hearing you say then is that you're supporting this idea of masks. Like this is a new scientific discovery that's based on science that has some sort of evidence behind it that can prevent not, the spread of something. That. I don't know what, because I'm not buying that this virus thing. I don't know where you land on that. But we all agree. Um, I just like I would just like to see the studies that show how breathing is toxic and can be harmful when you're in proximity of whatever fruits and vegetables, because I don't know that there's ever been a case where people have got a fresh fruit or vegetable and take it home and got infected due to that. Uh, I just have never but heard But it's such irrelevant. It you, is you irrelevant. may have some scientific... That is the whole point. How is because it irrelevant? Because the people believe irrelevant? things. So I, I am Okay, tapping, we're talking about so two I'm different things. into the beliefs of other people and picking my battles based on reason. That is the whole point. Okay. Yeah, well, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about reality and we're talking about social uh, norms. And social norms don't have to connect it to. Okay. All right. So what I'm saying is that this whole mass thing is a violation of reality as we know it. It's an overturning of reality. It doesn't make sense. It does. Sense. We just talked about it. Surgeries. So it makes sense. Be having a cold and, and having and, and, uh, and, uh, fresh products in front of you. It makes right. sense. When, when you're, you're normally healthy and you're walking around going to markets and stores, there's no need for a mask. It's retarded. It's moronic. There's no sense in it whatsoever. The, the only way it makes sense is if you, you want to be sensitive to other people's fears or concerns. Yes, I understand that. But in reality, you can walk around all day and people what do you think the fruit comes from you know the people picking apples and stuff you think they're all wearing masks the people that pack everything and put it in trucks nobody's been wearing masks anywhere until now this is all new and it's imposition of a new normal by authority that's based on superstition and compliance it has nothing to do with scientific well then if, if, if you do if you have such an attitude then you spend five hours in a veggie shop discussing these kind of things i don't want to do that i avoid that i'm not suggesting that i'm gonna i'm gonna avoid going and and i'll when i do i I won't wear a mask until someone so asks me. So you're social to. distancing yourself. And if they don't you're ask, you're social distancing do yourself by choice. Then the future will hit hard on you. Really? <laughs> how, how much harder is it going to hit than it has now? Exactly. I'm setting exactly. an example. I'm setting an example. I'm going out there and saying I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm not afraid of this. I have nothing to fear. I'm not going to wear a stupid mask. This thing but is not real. And I'm saying you're causing an fear in other people. And that means they are distancing from you, which causes fear in yourself. Because let's be honest, uh, the more friends you lose because of this, the, the, the more uh, frustrated you become. Of course, it's, we're not immune to frustration. I don't need them. I don't need them. I don't need them anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm separating the wheat from the chaff. I'm not going to try to win these people. Well, then, 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 I don't yeah, have that much energy. The, the new normie approach. I, I think that's the wrong way to go. Exactly the wrong way to go. Well, I, I'm confused on your terminology about normie because normies to me are. No, people we have the new normal and the new normies. That is how I see it. Well, the, the normies are my friends that are buying into all this stuff. That's who I consider the normies to be. So you have to explain okay, the definition. Okay, they're your friends. 
but your friends will, because of the narrative that is pushed onto us, distance them more and more and more from you. And the more resistance you put up just by, yeah, I don't want it, without reason, without reasoning behind it uh, and, 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 and sense, then you will, own, you will be ostracized even more and you will end up alone in the end. I don't think so. I mean, I, I found, you know, there's people here I can talk to. I found people today that weren't wearing masks. I'm just, I, you know, I think I'll choose to, I'm going to pick my battles. I'm not going to try to roll the rock up the hill like Sisyphus. I don't, I don't need to expend that kind of energy. I put out a couple of feelers. I see where people land and when I see where they are and how committed they are, like it, it try, try to convert a Catholic into not believing in God. It's, it's this is Excuse religion. Stop it's religious superstition. Stop converting. Try to okay. find the common ground and work, uh, uh, build your uh, case on top of that. That is exactly the, the whole point. Stop converting. Because that is why so many fake colleges are so frustrated. Nobody's waking up. Nobody's waking up. No, of course not. If you try to convert people, they will not wake up. Of course not. If you try to find at least some common ground and make sure that you uh, you sense a reason uh, by choosing when you do what, pragmatic, yeah, then people are way more open to things. That is why this post is so fucking important. And, and, and saying, yeah, it's a hoax and it's an unnamed physician, it's all irrelevant. Because tomorrow there may be a named um, physician who says the same things, and then suddenly it is, that is preparing for the future. Well, look at it this way. There's, there's, I've come across it. I could probably find a hundred credentialed physicians with videos and articles and everything that have come out with contrary opinions to the mainstream narrative that are putting out videos and everything explaining how it's wrong that the the masks are ineffective that the lockdown is wrong that and and there are even people that that buy into the virus thing even under those standards there's a lot of credentialed professionals that have the same curriculum vitae and the same level of experience and everything as fauci and all the other people that seem to adore and so i mean you know, some some of what I've tried to do is say, hey, you know, you're, you're talking about science, but what do you what do you mean? Because scientists are not in agreement with themselves. There's a, a whole contrary right? narrative. Yeah, I also do that. Yes, but, I'm not saying don't do that. Of course, no. And that is what I said already in the beginning. By putting on a face mask, you're accumulating bacteria. It's making you sick. That is why I also say I want to breathe the air. I want to exchange. Uh, the bacteria with the air, right? And that's that's why I don't wear it in public, and I will not wear it in public. It's it's law here, or at least I don't know if it's law, but it's at least the guideline or rule. And I heard a, a, a story that uh, someone was fined nine hundred thousand pesos for doing it, two hundred seventy dollars or so, two hundred fifty or not. It's a huge amount of money. It's a full uh, month, minimum month salary here. 
And that story could be a hoax. This, this was a lady it, in the park telling me this that opposite the park. I mean, that is uh, stop, stop okay. seeing things as hoaxes. That is irrelevant, right? Oh, I, I just I, I thought it was no, something no, you read somewhere. It was I don't some, know. A lady in the park who asked me, also a uh, fellow smoker, so I found that uh, interesting. Um, is is uh, uh, why don't you wear a face mask? And I said, yeah, I have it with me, but I don't wear it outside. I mean. Uh, Outside, I'm just exchanging air with the, the air. Yeah, but there was a guy here. He just stepped out of his building without a mask. Police came, uh, was passing by and fined him 900,000 pesos. But my own experience is that I went to the store um, and I was with money and I didn't wear anything. And at night, uh, and the police, two motorcycles, police were circling oh. around me, intimidating me, talking between each other, not to me, tapabogas, tapabogas. And I was, it, it, I felt like in, an, in a dream or something, like in a movie. I, I was like completely ignoring them, but not really conscious. Like, like I was pretending they were not there, but not doing that consciously. And they didn't do anything to me. But it could be that they do next time. Well, if that is the case, then at least I have a sensible explanation. Yes, I have this face mask with me for when there is a private owned or whatever, an, a, a private place that has these rules. And if they make sense, not if it's all plastic packaged stuff or like Home Depot, like uh, Ophalos was saying, there it doesn't make sense. But in, in uh, uh, an area where there is open, food and a butcher or in a, in a fish market or in a vegetable market yes then i do that because there is a sensible reasoning behind it even though you don't need to go into if viruses exist or not because bacteria exist so that exists and uh, my personal view is we should spread bacteria because that makes us stronger it makes us more resilient it makes us more immune but that is not what other people believe. So I'm not trying to impose my belief on other people. It's, it, it, I'm just really confused when you use the term makes sense. I, I, I have a different definition of that, and I, I'm having trouble connecting with your definition. Because when you tell people there is an alternative idea and they can just go watch this video, they're just not going to do it. So you have to start from a position in which you're compromising what you know is real to be relatable to them. And then you talk about, you talk with them about the things we're reading right now and find metaphors for why that argument is wrong. Instead of just saying everything's a lie, go watch this truther because that's Except, not going to happen. Um, uh, in, in the meantime, can you guys please go on? I have to go out with Molly and then we'll be back in like 15 minutes or so. Because I think this is this is the exact change from all this 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 uh, fakeology, this, this reactive shit. No, that's not gonna work. The war is only becoming worse in the future. It's not going to be become better. We're not going back to normal or anything. No, we have to be prepared for the future. We have to uh, be prepared for even more uh, resistance against our views and exactly what Ophala said. Yeah, you can point people towards, yeah, but this and this and this person says this and this and this. They're not caring about that. But you can make them care about points these people say by introducing them, baby steps, take them by the hand.
Well, yeah, and what's what's the first baby step? What's item number one? Uh, whatever they want to talk about. You got you got to feel it out, right? So we were reading this Facebook post and going through like the arguments they're going to be given to argue against conspiracy theorists. So it's like, uh, you know why there's lots of gaps in the information? Because we're still learning about the virus every day. So that's the argument they're going to use when we say there's no justification for this. They'll be like, we're still learning. We, there's big gaps. And I want to say, well, yeah, there's intentionally big gaps to confuse you. But what you should do instead is make a metaphor that establishes that doing drastic things without information doesn't make sense. And then it'll make them question why it makes sense to proceed with what we're doing with the virus when we have so little information. Because usually when we have very little information, we're very cautious and take our time. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm a little bit more about, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a lifeguard. And, uh, you know, there's, there's 20 people drowning and uh, 10 of them are trying to pull me down under. And I might be able to extricate myself and maybe take one person back with me to the shore. But, uh, yeah, I don't need to drown trying to save 20 people f flailing around trying to pull me down with him. Like right now it's more about, you know, saving yourself, man. I just, I don't see these, man. These people are, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not real hopeful. I got to say. I am. I empathize with you, uh, FB. Cause, uh, I'm, I'm trying as fast as I can to look into off grid options. <laughs> you know, I mean, like and to be, I'm not nearly as negative as Gaia about the future. I got to say, it's I not mean, negative. It's they're straight up telling us. I don't. It's very blatantly planned and being acted on very quickly. Like it was just two months ago, two months and ten days ago before we had to legally wear face masks, and the curve is flattened, and people are still listening. Um. I don't know why you would think this is going to let up. Governments are already buying vaccines. They're so we're told. Were you around during, I don't know, 2008 when, I mean, this is Alex Jones territory. It's fear porn. It's fear mongering. I mean, you got to keep that in mind. This is, this stuff is put out there. Just the logistics of 30, 300 million people or however many people are in America getting mandatorily vaccinated it's it's a fucking logistical nightmare i mean how efficient is the government really, really? trump already mentions is instigating operation warp speed he's actually yeah, calling operation it warp speed there's operation this operation operation minds bigger operation oh no you don't what whatever it's like it's it's just fear porn it's a I remember uh, the, the, oh, they, the U.S. government had bought three billion rounds of parabellum nine millimeter ammunition to give to the postal workers and every government employee. Oh, there's FEMA coffins. Oh, there's this. Oh, there's there's tanks being transported across the country. All of this shit. This has been going on since nine eleven. And think, when does this stuff ever happen? Do you think Europe already bought a bunch of RFID uh, vaccine needles to not use them? They bought, what did they do with all the ammunition? Where did all that go? 
I mean, it's ammunition. It lasts forever and will always have value. It's a commodity. Um, it's not RFID vaccine needles that have one exact purpose that they are telling us they are going to do and everybody is begging for. If they're begging for it, let them beg for it. Let them go get it. I'm they're, not gonna. I'm not gonna go get it. They've already begun. The lawyer that defended. Oh, Epstein, Alan Dershowitz. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, already. No. I know. You know, five court case. Like, you, you think all of this is just fear porn? You think all I, these? I think most of it's fear porn. I think when when whoever it is gets the funding for the vaccine. And they've moved however further up that, because I don't, I, I think there's a lot more people out there as, as negative as it is and as frustrated as I get seeing all the masks and Costco. I think there's a lot more resistance out there than we realize. And I don't think it's going to be an easy thing for them to do. And I don't think that they are industrious enough really to be right on honest about it to implement some kind of program that's going to require an extreme level of force to get it done because they get so much done with mind control and this compliance i think that's their main tool and so if they can get x number of people to comply and they get the funding for the vaccine and and they get whatever the, the 5g or whatever they got going on i don't know contact tracing you get another level of of tracking and intrusion and privacy and maybe like they get a, a little better handle on inventorying how many people they have in the herd, then yeah, I think it's, it's all, this is not going to be what you're thinking it probably is. That's my guess. So I'm not, I'm not wound I, up I'd about like that. To say, I'd like to you say don't... that I do agree with parts of what you're saying, but I, I do think that, you know, if they could enslave the entire human race, they would. So, you know, does does it's, that mean it's already been done? Of, does, does that mean it's they're already, capable? Well, it's yeah, already been I done. Mean, People are locked in their houses. Degree, they did it. It can, it can it can get worse though, is what I'm saying. There, there's there's room for this to get worse. Um, for it to get worse, like all. But the... but but I will say there 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 is something to be said about like. Like you said, not fear mongering, right? Because, um, because just because they're saying they're going to try and do something doesn't mean they're going to win, right? You know, like we got we got to have some confidence here. I think they've done everything else they said they were going to do, such as lockdown and of everybody. Uh, it's a, I mean, lockdown. No, there there wasn't. There was no hard lockdown here. I was out of my house all the time. I never stayed at home. I never, I mean, they, they closed, they made businesses closed. And I know a lot of people that are operating their businesses in a black market way, kind of under the radar. Uh, stores have been open. I mean, it's, my industry is completely dead and I haven't worked in over two months. And I don't know what's going to happen to that. And everybody I know that's in this industry is kind of wondering when it's come back, if it will. And I'm, I'm looking for the next thing that I'm going to do. So that I'm not particularly expecting that to come back. But um, I don't, I think that it's like, it's like a farmer killing his cattle. The farmer wants to milk the cattle. He, he wants, I mean, yeah, he's going to slaughter the cows, but he doesn't want to kill all of them and not have a herd. It's a resource. They're not we're, telling anybody. we're resources to them. And we're, they can 
RFID microchip us and put us on a required uh, state provided income because we can't work anymore and you can't get it without an RFID chip, which will eventually mm. become a bank account that they can just turn off at whim. Well, yeah, that's that could be that could be part of the plan. I don't, I just don't see it. I don't know. Maybe that that's my opinion. I don't, I don't see it. I think that all this stuff is put out there into the. I mean, okay, so you don't. Where do you land on the virus? Do you think this virus is a real thing? No. No. Okay, so that's a complete hoax. But yeah. you believe the RFID thing? That's real. Why? Why do you trust one? thing that they say and not the other well one th one thing is is immediately verifiable as like real right like we know computers exist we know you can it, it wouldn't be that hard to safely put some sort of computer component in a person if you designed it correctly um technology's been there for over 10 years the gates regime has been talking about doing it for five or more Okay, so my point is, this is media information that you're getting. It's a story that's put out. It's part of the narrative. You don't believe one part of the narrative, but you believe another part of the narrative. And I'm just wondering what the standards are using to make your determination about which part of the narrative you're believing. I've okay, really but I, I, can I ask you a question first? What What do you propose? And and sorry, um. I'm uh, making food here, so I'm getting excited. I don't mean to sound aggressive. Um, <laughs> um, what, 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 do you, what do you propose the, the purpose of this particular... Like, do you have any idea what the purpose of lying about RFID chips would be? Like, what's their game plan there, I wonder? Well, I mean, I, number one, most of the people that I talk to about this, my normie friends, they don't know anything about it. They haven't heard about it. Yeah, they're so, not advertising this. I'm not saying this is like the news telling me oh, this. They, they absolutely are advertising it. They're advertising it in the back channel way, like the grassy knoll and the second shooters and the second shooters in the woods at Sandy Hook and blah, blah, blah. And it's conspiracy candy shit. They're, it's out there. All of us know about it. All of the people that are more woke, whatever, they know about it. It's not like under wraps. It's, it's, it's there. So in my opinion... It's like one of those things where you're going to say, oh, this is really bad. What they're doing is really bad. They're going to RFID chip everybody, and it's going to, the troops are going to be on the streets. They're going to yank people out of their houses. You get this whole doomsday thing going on. And then when they come back and they say, well, we're going to require you to put an app on your phone to fly so we have contact tracing, or you have to be vaccinated to fly, or some shit. It, it'll be worse than it is now but it's not going to be that it's like they're they paint a, a horrible thing so they can sell you a bad but less horrible thing if that oh, makes yeah. sense that's the case i just think that it's too just a room all the all the things are in place all the money is flowing all the bills are passing um, it's not just like somebody talking about a grassy knoll. It's it's actual immense amounts of money and legislation and visible global control of government systems and appointing directors of health as uh, sole sources of authority in medical emergency situations and full cult of the authority. 
Of course. I mean, what did, what do you think happened after 9-11? This is just an extension of that scenario. I mean, this, this was probably being planned back then, if not sooner or before. But I think there's a limit. And I don't think that they are willing to kill the golden goose. It's all about extracting resources. Right, I mean, what do they kill? What, why do you keep saying kill? What do they have to kill? I think if there's enough resistance and they're too forceful and it's too, I mean, the way that the economy expands, I mean, there's a lot that's dependent on entrepreneurship. And I mean, I do think they are vacuum up a lot of small businesses in the lower X percentage of the economy. A lot of commercial property will probably be bought out the pennies on the dollar. A lot of people that had their own businesses are going to go to work for Amazon and, you know, Walmart, whatever big corporations that they're, they're going to be kind of herded into the corporate up until just recently. Well, it's changed. Uh, 20 years ago, probably 75% of the American economy in terms of dollars was small businesses. Um, now it's 50% of the economy, but 99 or 98% of the businesses registered in America are small businesses. It's a huge chunk of the economy that are, that are you know, mom and pops, basically, by compared to AT&T or, or whatever. So... The, the idea that they can just um, forcefully shut that down without having a dramatic effect on the production of goods and services, which are things that are, make creature comforts available to the elites. And I know that they know that. They can't just kill that and maintain their standard of living. They can't. So that's, I don't think Automation. that's the plan. That they don't have ready access to. They have their own farms. They have their mansion with everything they want installed. They have their shelter. They have their stockpile. None of that stuff operates in a vacuum. All of that I mean, stuff depends can... on a supply chain and distribution networks and, and this integrated economic infrastructure that's way beyond anybody's ability to control. I don't, I don't think they're so stupid that they don't realize that. What no, do you... I, I do think you're right, They, they on uh, at least on the level of like – they they can't go too far in one step. It just wouldn't work. It, everyone would wake up immediately, and the backlash would immediately tear down everything they built up. They have to they have to sort of boil the frog as a as a as a necessity. Um, oh, I had a point. What was it? What were what were you guys talking about just a second ago? Just the complexity of the economy and the creature comfort. Oh, I was going to say. Here's what I was going to say. Um, we are getting very, very close to the point of rope of entirely AI run farms. And I think you should consider that they, they, mm. they need us for, for, they don't necessarily need us for resource production. They do need us for entertainment production because robots there's, can't there's do two, art. There's 240,000 farms in Texas. Okay. That, how big is Texas? It's really big. Texas is really big. It's, it's, you know, like the biggest state in the continental U.S., Oh, okay. But okay. just just to think that 240,000 farms, now they're behind California in terms of actual output and, and dollars and produce, but 240,000 farms aren't going to be AI and robot you know, automated anytime soon. 
And then you got this whole other issue of who's going to fix the robots. How long does it take to program a robot to do something that a field hand already knows how to do that's been doing his whole life? Well, I mean, it's, that, you know, this is, is way point. far away, way far away. Also not really relevant to them doing everything they can do right now. I mean, they can still... I was, I was mostly just, I didn't mean to bring that up as like a massive point. I was just bringing it up as, as a way of saying like, they don't necessarily need us forever, right? But but that that but that's like a really like he's you're right though it's a it's a big it's a big time frame, but what I'm saying is like AI technology could move fast. I'm not saying it's a thing we should worry about too much, but I'm just saying it well, is here, when, a potential. When it's, I hear AI, I I think wake me up when they have artificial imagination, then I'll start paying attention. They never will. So until that happens, it's still just computers doing what other people tell them to do. This well, artificial intelligence to me is a non-starter. It's not intelligent. Okay, yeah, sure. But like getting, automating a farm is not out of the realm of a computer with the right AI algorithms in it, right? That's all I'm saying. A well, basic here, resource I, I, production. Just go back and look at, look at history. When the, the steam engine came in or when the, the combine, the, the cotton gin, all of these automated things, I'm sure you could go back there and hear everybody crying, woe is me. Oh, it's the end of labor. We've got this new thing that's going to put 100 field hands out of work that were picking cotton or baling hay or whatever they were doing. And nobody's ever going to have a job anymore. And every time this happens, new opportunities open up, new like just think of computers. People probably thought computers were going to, and now there's this whole world of IT, and now there's social media. That's an and if AI robots take over a part of it, then there's less work that people have to do for sustenance, and they have opportunity to branch out into other things. I'm just not that negative about robots. I, you know, it, it historically, people have been crying about this for probably a couple of hundred years. And every time it, it, it makes the quality of living better. So, you know, I'm not really concerned. I, I, I Again, I didn't want this to be a big thing. I was really just bringing it up as a small aside. That's all. Like, we can move on to something more interesting. Well, I just, I'm, I'm just not really a big fan of buying into the fear porn of, oh, you know, they're going to, this whole five, 500 million or 500,000 people, Georgia Guidestones and, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I just don't go there. You're I, a lot of comparisons to just simple RFID tracking and uh, requirement for federal government assistance. Like, it's, well, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Maybe you'll be right. I just don't see it. But do we get brownie see. points if we're right? Yeah, you know, well, the brownie points are being wrong. That's that's all I want. I mean, uh, and there's going to be a huge black market of people that are involved in digging those things out of people and disposing of them. As soon as they're put in, people are going to fucking want to get them out. So that's going to be going on. They're going to have to figure out a way how to, how to, you know, get around that and find a way to put them back in and track the people that don't have them. And it's just going to be, and that that's the whole thing I've had about all this NSA data gathering. I mean, it sucks and yeah, you don't have privacy, but as far as a real concern, I mean, they almost need a, an army of one-on-one, -on -one, like one person watching one other person figuring out what they're doing. 
in order to be getting real information if they wanted to really spy on everybody. That's where you make, Mm -hmm. that's what the AI is for. That's the real use of AI right now. Yeah, you can, you can, the, the one thing AI is good is, is, is actually really good at is a massive amounts of data and sorting it. But somebody has to interpret it. That's the problem. You have a algorithmic interpretation that will classify people based on their habits, where they go, how often they go, how close they get to other people, et cetera. Like, and then can... that has to be brought to the attention of somebody that has to make a judgment call about whether it's worth doing anything about that. Yeah, but then and... yeah, got to make it instead of having to look through five million people, they have to look through five hundred. And and what are they going to find? You know, I mean, like I, I, they they don't bother us. They don't bother us at all. Nobody's ever. I mean, unless you know. Maybe we get some disruptive personalities here once in a while, but they don't really care about us, I don't think. They, they know that they have the compliance level of the normies just through the power of suggestion. They don't have to do all that other stuff, man. People are so compliant. Like, that's why I don't, you know, that's why I'm not doing the whole mass thing. I just, I just don't want to go along with the compliance aspect because I look at it as a symbol of compliance more than anything. So it's, I feel like it's hard to argue someone out of being compliant when you're being compliant yourself. I haven't worn a mask um, at, like my mom bought me one, but I haven't really worn it at all for that exact reason. So what sort of supply chain do you think the Rockefellers need in their mansion? What? Well, they need children for one. For adrenochrome? Go anywhere. That won't go anywhere. No, I don't. I, I think. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I think. I, I look at the China model is probably what they want to implement here. Yeah, exactly. And China seems to be getting all done with phones right now. It's very oppressive. Um, they have an R. Why haven't they RFID'd everybody in China? Do you suppose? Good question. There's a fuck I mean, ton of people in China. That'd be really hard to do. Hey, 300 million people here. That's not a walk in the park. That's going to be a logistical. No, you're right. You're right. And and, and people are a lot less compliant here than they are in China, like leaps and bounds. Even as moronic as the mass thing is going on right now, there's a lot more diversity and people that have some idea of freedom and how it used to be and all that kind of stuff. So that would be my question. Why isn't the Chinese population RFIG chipped already? Because they're already completely compliant and tracked on their phones. They're already in a system of facial recognition. They're already completely, they already have all the control they need. That, well, why would they skip all that here and jump right to RFID tracking? Because it's easier. You think? I think it's easier to convince It's harder. It's, it's easier I think it's a bigger ask of people, though. I'm sorry. Uh, you say what you were going to say. Cameras everywhere and a database of social credit. I think that's a much bigger leap than just convincing people to take a vaccine after being scared into taking it. Well, convincing is one thing. Man, being, having it mandated and doing it by force is a whole other ball of wax. Yeah. But I don't know, in Portland, everybody is pretty 
um, social justice see progressive and are going to really give me a hard time if I don't think a vaccine's a good idea. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, um, and um, it, well, let me find this. Uh, they would have not that it's not that it's helpful, but it's you know freaking uh, crap, man. It's already. It's a, I got to go into the previous day. Um, good article by John Rappaport. Um, I'm going to drop it into the chat. I read it today. Uh, problems with vaccines. But I don't think you can reason with people on this level. Um, you can bring all the information and studies and bona fide credentialed physicians. And, and you know, if they have a particular belief system it's 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 beyond logic that's my issue with it what's so, the point of the exercise we were doing is that mm-hmm. that's the whole point of the exercise we were doing is turning what we want to make logical arguments into emotional cracks yeah well like and i still haven't really heard anything yet that's like a, what i would consider an actionable item I, I, I will say that, uh, I mean, he might describe it differently. He's not here, so I shouldn't even say it. But I will say Ga- Ga- Gaia does discredit, I think, the realm of intuition a little bit. He's very logically minded. And I just I just bring that up because we're talking about people, and you kind of have to intuit people, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, God, it's just like when I walk into that like store, and I'm like the only one in there with a, without a mask with a hundred people, and like, so what? What am I looking at here? Trying to convince a hundred people to uh, somehow through some sort of trick or whatever? I no, mean, that's just absurd. What are you talking about? Hmm? That's just absurd. Nobody's telling you to go convert all hundred well, of I mean people. but those are the odds so like I don't know what the time frame is for this but you know if you could I don't know convince we're relying on the snowball effect here I don't know that there's anybody that I've been talking to since I've been looking into 911 and which has been over 11 years now when I kind of seriously probably 12 and I started talking about some of this stuff to people and uh I've been talking to one guy about it for like five years. He's never come around. And we can we can have amicable chats about it, which is really cool because most people get hostile. And he can listen to completely diametrically opposed points of view and not get angry and we can discuss it, uh, you know, normally, civilly. But he just, he's not going to buy it, you know. He's, it's more about, you know, he's looking for me to supply the burden of proof. And I, I say, well, you've got it wrong. It's that the media's uh, generating a narrative and they're making a claim and it's up to them to provide the proof. And when I look at the proof, it's lacking. So I don't believe it. And, and he doesn't see it that way. So it's like, you know, but that's, that's a long-term project right there and it's not really gotten anywhere. And I can't really see how I could find some emotional the crack in there to well you're already too invested in this person it it doesn't well you already have a relationship 
the point of this is uh, addressing people for the first time and dealing with whatever propaganda they're going to spew so that they'll question what they're saying and believing. And then that just gives them the power to do that in the future. The elevator pitch. Well, no, the, there's no pitch. There's just taking well, the information they're spewing for, and for shorthand, we'll call it the elevator pitch. You've got a limited time frame for present whatever it is you want to present. Well, the idea is not presenting anything. It's instigating a type of feeling and reaction. And then they will hopefully naturally do the elevator. They'll just take the next elevator pitch they get. It's like an investment for the next time they see an elevator pitch so they don't just turn away from it immediately as people do. Just describe this to me. I'm very interested. Um. So I'll go back to the spreading Facebook fast anti-truther posts. Uh, Are you taking this seriously? Because it's serious. We're serious. Yes, it kills mostly at-risk populations but it also kills perfectly healthy people with no prior diagnoses, and we don't know why. So you'd be like, well, a lot of people die without reason all the time. And also, I haven't heard of any of these cases. Okay, but what, I mean, we keep referring to this Facebook post. I'm not... I'm not sure. I don't know that if if I run onto anybody in the street, I'm not going to assume that they've read this post. Or I mean, I'm not. These are the arguments that people are being fed from the media to have. Like I've, I've before I saw this post, I've seen all of these arguments already. This is just a compilation of rhetoric that. Yeah, I look at this as something that came out of the Langley cubicle. When I look at it, no, I 100. I 100. So, but okay. But that's what I'm saying. You have you're you're going to talk to somebody, maybe a stranger. You're on a checkout line or wherever, and and you you want to um, arouse some curiosity, say somehow that might make them be skeptical of the mainstream narrative. Is that correct? Yeah. So yeah. So the question is, like, what does that look like in action? Oh, well, that's uh, asking, uh, how long you think you're going to wear that mask? Uh, when was the last time you took your mask off? <laughs> Anything okay. conversation starting that gets them to express why they're scared. You just straight up ask, what are you scared of? Then they will say something out of this Facebook page. And then the point is to make that fear they have seem innocuous and irrational so that they start to question why they feel this way. Well, that, that sounds sensible. And I think I, you actually said something I connected with there as, uh, why do you feel this way? I think that might be a good place to start. Well, that's the root um, of it because right? everybody's scared and when they're scared, they're not thinking. Right. So, and we're, you know, it's it's probably safe to make the assumption that they they're feeling the way they're feeling for a reason, 
So maybe if you could get into the you might could uh, yeah, open I think up some conversation. And it's the safest way, too, because you're coming at them. I think it was fr- last weekend I posted a, a School Sucks interview with the guy. School Sucks. Named Daryl Becker. I don't know if you've ever listened to that podcast. No. Um, and I might can find it here. I'll drop it in the chat. So Daryl Becker is, is a very interesting conversation. Um, and I'm familiar with him. And I, I asked, have you ever heard the term nonviolent communication? Uh, communication? <laughs> nonviolent communication. So is, is, is that- it, can, I, can I make a guess? I've never heard this term, but is the idea like communicating in a way that is not aggressive? And like, it's yeah, man, that's part of it, but it's more about realizing that people have needs and possibly unmet needs, perhaps, and you want to address them in a way that helps them meet their needs. And there's a certain set of terms, and you can look it up, and it's pretty easy to find that have more to do with it. And they're very specific about the difference between uh, feelings. And so like, uh, I feel disrespected. Well, no, you don't. Your disrespect is something that someone's doing to you. So when you say that you're making an accusation, you're saying you're disrespecting me. Or so you, you might feel lonely or you might feel abandoned even abandoned that's another one that's not really a feeling it's like oh you're abandoning me so i feel yeah yeah frustrated is a good one or i i feel lonely or i feel um afraid you know there's there's so it's very specific about talking about how you feel personally without using language that is going to make the person you're talking to feel like you're um, accusing them of something. Yeah. And so it, it's really involved with connecting with people on an emotional level and, um, you know, getting down to what their needs are, um, and, and trying to help them, uh, you know, get those needs met, however. And so it was a kind of a talk about what's going on now. And there was some, like he had some strategies in there I thought that could be useful and I need to review it again and uh about you know connecting with people on an emotional level and and trying to figure out where they're coming from maybe like you said why are they scared why do they feel that way what is it that they what need do they have that may not be getting met and then then so that might be a strategy that that uh, that could work i think because when they express that they're like giving a part of themselves to you in vulnerability which makes them more open um yeah, I I'd have to review. It's because it's more, it's more about connection, and I don't know. I think people are not quite as resistant. I I don't know if people. So you're thinking if people, uh, if you ask how people are feeling, and they tell you how they're feeling, that they're being vulnerable. Well, if they tell you why they're scared, that's vulnerable. If you ask them uh, how they're, that's just like a shitty hello. I'd avoid. just like to cut in here to Should say I know. Gotta, it's getting pretty late, so I'm gonna. Oh, Gaia! Well, you, you arrived just in time for me to say good night. I was gonna yeah. tell everyone to to say good night to you for me, but but uh, I gotta go now. It's pretty late, and uh, 
So have a yeah, good night, too. everyone. Yeah, talk to y'all later. You, man. Good luck out there. Yeah, and it was it was uh, it was nice uh, talking to you, Farce. Uh, you, yeah. you you brought up uh, some some different viewpoints that we don't normally consider as much, or at least I wouldn't have. Um, so yeah, yeah have a good don't. one, guys. Thank you. All right, so I, I dropped that link there. It's probably worth a listen. I think I think the guy had some pretty good ideas about. This is a test with Daryl Becker. People. Yeah. Seeing uh, a guy there, I used to really like watching like Colbert and John Stewart, and I haven't watched TV in years. And I was visiting my mom last week, and saw like commercials with Trevor Noah, and I was just my heart sank. It's like, oh my god, I used to like watching these people that are so blatantly selling a false agenda. Yeah, that's. It's been a big disappointment to me, too. I can't uh, tolerate it anymore. Actually, I kind of started when Obama got elected and John Stewart immediately quit slamming the president. And I thought, oh, what, what's going on here? That's his whole gig. He's like the court jester. He's supposed to be slamming the president all the time like he was doing for W. And then he, he just quit. And, uh, yeah. Fun. It's just gotten worse ever since then. But yeah, it's kind of late for me too, guys. Man, gosh, it's really late. Uh, and I got a really early start just tomorrow. Just good sign. So, um, uh, yeah, so, uh, well, I wish you all the luck out there. I think, uh, yeah, man, when you, you get that, uh, whatever it is, the, the two-minute strategy, the five-minute strategy, <laughs> or do you think you might can, can the start attack to... method? I don't know. I don't know. I, I I will be the first to admit it. It could be and probably is my approach. I'm not necessarily the most, uh, you know, acquiescent and accommodating and whatnot when it comes That's to these sorts of things. Your approach. That's the moral of this conversation. What's that? It's definitely your approach. That's the moral of this conversation. Yeah, yeah. So. Right. Yeah, thanks Have a lot. Good, good night. Good night. Yeah. That was fun. Did you have a good walk? Yeah, Molly was pretty well behaved, I must say. And no police encircling me this time. Inshallah, inshallah. Of course. Is there any chance you're hallucinating the police that don't interact with you? <laughs> well, I'm not using any drugs, so not uh, not probable. No. All right, yeah. started out there. I of course, get strange looks for not uh, wearing a face mask. By the way, I don't care. Yeah, the, the the whole point for me is if you if you don't start with reason or any any type of reason or any type of respect. Yeah, you can never get it back. And you will. Yeah, I know, I know where you're coming from. I think he came around a bit nice. too. Had to. Uh... <laughs> Want to finish this up? Yeah. Uh, 
what was this the other link that you shared? Uh, sorry, the Lou Rockwell. Oh, that was first value. Lou Rockwell, John Belfort. To talk about it. Oh, um, well, I don't remember why. Forget the moments from the history of vaccines. Yes, history matters. He was making an argument about how uh, the fourth vaccine scenes and stuff aren't going to happen. It's fear porn to make us just accept the tracking apps and shut down for time. He just sees all the excessive things as uh, just fear porn to make us complacent with the lesser evils. Which I was when he sent that link. So I think that's an example of some overblown okay. situation. Yeah, I, I think I think it's both. I think it's both fear porn and both reality. And this, uh, of course, finding uh, where the one stops and where the other uh, begins. Yeah, that's. But that's in the end a bit useless. I would say I would just count on the two sides that it's. That things are fear porn and things are real. And the beauty is the solution is the same regardless. Which is? Oh, what we're mm -hmm. doing.
sinners This is the prophecy The revelations Of your own destiny Sleep well and dream on The dream that you have sown And now my brothers This world is slowly getting Do you, I thought that the Nuremberg Code was like an actual set of legal or like ethical laws that were enforced globally. And I just looked it up and apparently they're not actually considered law by any nation. The Nuremberg laws from the Nazis? No, the Nuremberg Code was uh, ethic guidelines derived from the Nuremberg trials of human experimentation. Uh, wait a minute. Nuremberg trials were about the Holocaust, right? Yeah, about the scientists' treatment of people and like the experiments they did and stuff. Yeah. And, and then the Nuremberg Code was a set of ethical guidelines derived from all that experimentation. Um, the code that says that you cannot experiment on prisoners or so, what is, what's, in short, what is the code? The voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. The experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results for the good of society, unprocurable by other methods or means of study, and not random and unnecessary in nature, okay. etc. So that code is not universally established as a law? Apparently it's not been officially accepted as law by any nation, or as official ethical guidelines by any association but I had heard it referenced in movies and stuff throughout my life, so I assumed it was actual, like, global law. So it's just a nice philosophy you should yeah, follow. Yeah, well, already in the 1920s, they were experimenting in California on prisoners and so on. Long before the Nazis. They make it now into, a, yeah, the Nazis uh, started experimenting. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Eugenics started in the US, nothing, not Germany. Yeah, had many offices. And it's coming back. There's, um, I thought there was some sort of like global health ethics, um, principle. It's not the Hippocratic duty. I thought, I, don't know, I just thought it was a set of laws that were. Hmm. Now did you say, yeah, okay. But there's no nothing. I mean, is there even a universal um, code, a medical code? And who defines that? Is it the Red Cross or? Like the Geneva yeah, Convention? That's what I was thinking about. But... 
I solemnly pledge to dedicate my life to the service of humanity. The health and well-being of my patient will be first consideration. I will respect the autonomy and dignity of my patient. I will re maintain respect for human life. Uh, I will not be prejudiced. I will respect secrets. Good. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah. Um, adopted by the... I don't know what authority the Geneva Conventions have. Mm. It's not related to the United Nations. The World Medical Assembly. World Medical. Why haven't I seen these people involved in... World Medical is an independent confederation of free professional medical associations. But the Geneva Conventions are only for war. So it needs to be officially branded war, and this is not a war officially, according to the mainstream, of course, with this, but... Geneva and The Hague are pretty uh, internationally important cities. We have the Red Cross in Geneva and the Geneva Convention, and we have The Hague with the International Court, and the um, Geneva Conventions are about people in war. The articles do not address warfare proper, the use of weapons of war, which is the subject of the Hague Conventions. Never even knew this. Oh, yeah, and the peace, yeah, of course, the peace palace. So, which I always passed in, uh, in Holland in the Hague when I worked there. Is there anything medical? Medical, nothing medical. So there's no legal rights. There's just justifications no. when we want mm. to have them. But that could also work in our favor that there is no legal obligation to wear a mask. That it's just fear-mongering. I mean, the legal obligation to wear a mask is the state makes it legally obligated, whereas I thought the Hippocratic Oath saying I shall uh, refuse the autonomy of my patient would be a viable defense. Okay. Now, a very good point Laura made with this uh, vaccination is that she thinks and I think she's absolutely right in that. It's economically driven. So you get uh, economically punished if you don't vaccinate yourself and not so much legally. Well, I mean, the legal 
defense of not getting vaccinated when it's said to be required? Like being able to actually say no? Well, that's already also economic because lawyers are expensive. Yeah. But I thought it was just going to be like, I invoke my Nuremberg mm -hmm. code. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is my position on vaccinations. I don't want to be messed with my or Molly's immune system. And yeah, I ask for respect uh, for that. And that's what I said to Oscar. That's what I say to everyone. I'm not, yeah, that's the thing. If you become militant and saying, yeah, you shouldn't vaccinate, yeah, it's not going to work. Oh, the Geneva Conventions are a completely different document. That's yeah. the war document. The Geneva Protocol, do you mean? Or what the, the Declaration of Geneva is the modern Hippocratic Oath. And then the Geneva Conventions are the rules of war. Okay which are enforceable by instigating war with all the people who agreed to the declaration. Whereas compromising the Declaration of Geneva has no legal ramifications. Yeah, yeah. yeah and we also have the Nuremberg Principles, which is another thing. A set of guidelines for determining yeah, what constitutes a war crime. Oh. This, the document was created by the International Law Commission of the United Nations. The International Law Commission, ILC, is a body of experts responsible for helping develop and codify international law. It is composed of 34 individuals, so 33 was too obvious probably, recognized for their expertise and qualifications in international law, who are elected by the United Nations General Assembly every five years. Yeah, the Nuremberg principles don't seem to cover sovereignty. Yeah. Seem to be more about how related you are to a crime by location and situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is an ass. Right, well, you want to finish this Facebook yeah, post? Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, so far, do you, do, you, do you agree that this is important, or do you think it's not, or what is, what's your view? 
Oh yeah, I agree. You don't have to convince me the pointlessness of reaction behavior, but I mean, I got it. This is the only safe space to have reactions, mm. so I, yeah. I know it's not the appropriate response, but they still exist. Yeah, I mean that is that is the luxury we still have. We still have internet communication. I don't know for how long, right? And we we have to be prepared. We can train ourselves. We can like one of the last chats I did with psychologists it was a role play with Truth I Am, and I think that's great. These kind of things. I was like, yeah, you were there. Yeah. Yes, I yeah, of course you were. Okay, the numbers. This one sticks in my crow crawl like no other. Quote, I heard they didn't die from COVID-19. They died from a heart attack, but they were positive, so they called it COVID-19 to boost the numbers and scare people. Unquote. Stop it. You know how many people died specifically from AIDS? Zero. AIDS patients die from pneumonia or some other illness. Normal, healthy people fight off because the AIDS virus destroyed their immune system and they couldn't fight off the infection. But at the heart of it, they died because of AIDS. The coronavirus attacks the... Also, that's the argument. That's where, that's where we stop. Okay. Um, so, nobody dies of AIDS anymore. Also, HIV has never been isolated. Yeah, my view on that is that AIDS is, is very real, but HIV is, is fake. But uh, the immune disease, literally consuming your body from the inside out and making you weak against everything, well, that is exactly what I fear with these vaccinations. It will just make you completely weak. Yeah, which is essentially what's happening with our treatment system yeah. right now. Mm. So we're, we're giving yeah. ourselves AIDS, yeah. essentially. The coronavirus attacks the respiratory system. The respiratory system is, in case you didn't know, pretty important to sustaining life. It also has a huge impact on how other organ systems like the heart work. Guess what? When your lungs don't work because you've basically they've basically filled with brick mortar because the virus is attacking them, that puts a bit of a strain on your ticker and very well can cause it to fail. So unless you have a basic understanding of a of or want to understand how interconnected organ systems are and how the body fundamentally functions, stop. This is not a, the this doesn't sound like the language from an uh, a medical professional, to be honest, but yeah, I mean, it's discouraging. Of it's it's telling people what you think you can understand how the body yeah. works. Yeah, but it, it it has a relation with reality in my case because the, one of the reasonings my wife gave for not being able to visit her and her mother is because she is an ex-smoker, so that's why she was extra afraid of the virus. But then on the on she should start smoking again. It reduces your chance. Yeah, no, I mean, but it doesn't make sense because the day I um, I moved her stuff and so I had lunch there and it's okay. I was sprayed with alcohol like crazy, but then suddenly it was no problem anymore. But now I uh, today, uh, yeah, 
she said, uh, yeah, I have uh, some things for you. And so she helps me still. That's great. And then I said, okay, yeah, I, uh, we can go to the park with Molly. No, no, we shouldn't see each other. No, 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 we cannot meet and blah, blah, social distancing, a social distancing. But it's, yeah, I mean, what does it have to do? Okay, she was a smoker. That means that she is now more vulnerable to the virus or so. I mean, but that's... It means she's healthier than she's ever been, and she doesn't want to fuck it up. I used to be a smoker. I used to be unhealthy. So now I'm uh, yeah. scared. Yeah. Okay. I think I can speak for a lot of medical professionals when I say we don't mean to be arrogant. We don't mean to be jerks. But damn it, this bullshit is frustrating. And yes, we're going to clap back to ignorance. Ignorance is... Yeah, I gotta say, I've I've known a lot of doctors, a lot of them, like dozens I've interacted with at least, and then all the people in my universities, like none of them were arrogant, no. like literally no. none of them. Same, same. Yeah, and this is the, the the language. This is not language from a doctor, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the thing is, everything that we deem important might not be important for our friends and, and peers and so and that is the, the point no this is written perfectly to reverberate like this this is the exact way you appeal to these people and it's gonna it's gonna work it's being written like a fucking psychological yeah. mastermind yeah. yeah exactly um ignorance is not something to be flaunted what what does flaunted mean Oh, uh, <laughs> show papaya. Oh, okay. Give papaya. Um, uh, uh, and there is a difference between ignorance and stupidity. Ignorance is being uninformed. Okay. Um, stop being. Yeah. Which is wrong. Yeah. The wrong. Yeah. Same. No, same, uh, same. Yeah. Stop being willfully ignorant. And even reveling, reve revealing, reveling in it because reveling, okay, Rebel. because it doesn't fit your preconceived narrative. Oh, we're talking about preconceived narratives or opinion. <laughs> even worse, stop pretending you are not ignorant because you watched some damn YouTube video or read some op-ed piece. That's someone's opinion. Op-ed is like op-ed piece. Yeah, op-ed, it's like a side side news, like alternative news. Okay, thanks. That's someone's opinion, normally based on nothing. Uh-huh. Nothing! No research. That's not information. That's not factual. That's not based in science. It's clickbait with the sole intention of riling you up and getting you to let your guard down. Oh, it's quite... Um, Ironic, yeah, exactly. Ironic. <laughs> and instead of being pissed at the virus that it's that's causing all this, it's to direct your anger at the government or doctors or anywhere else their agenda wants it directed. <laughs> oh man, the level of irony, it's it's just crazy. Medical people are fired up for a couple reasons. One month ago we were all heroes. 
not according to me, but okay. and putting our lives on the line because this was dangerous stuff. Well, I think I can speak for most of us, again, appeal to group authority. When I say we aren't heroic, we're just doing our job. But guess what? We're still doing the same damn thing we were doing a month ago, and this crap still hasn't gone away. But now we're, quote unquote, just trying to scare people. Regulation. And your empty hospital hasn't gone away yet? Yeah, I mean, because it's really no big deal. We aren't looking for a pat on the back or even a thank you. We just want you to do what we all need to do to stop this thing and avoid the spread. Listen, if you think that my big fat ass, this is definitely not the language of a medical professional, but okay, enjoy sweating like a whore in church in an isolation gown, walking around like Mr. Magoo because my glasses are fucked up, fogged up because of my mask and wearing goggles that dig into the backs of my ears because I'm just a sheep, you are mistaken. It's because... Yeah. Oh, so this, this might be another reason for some of them to collect. Like, they're forcing doctors to wear all this uncomfortable stuff. And on top of the stress, like they're adding an actual physical barrier and irritation to get them to do what they're told and out of the situation as soon right. as possible. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, of course, they are also playing psychological games on the medical professionals, which most of these people, I would say, are very well-meaning moral people who believe that they're doing the right thing. Right? Yeah, nobody's attacking no. doctors. But that is, I think, one of the messages of this is that the to our peers that if you're disagreeing with the narrative, you're att attacking doctors. Yeah, that's the that's what they're doing yeah. with us. It's trying to make us associate. And it's, it's so if you think critically, then you're attacking people. No, that's not the same thing. It's because I don't want this virus and I don't want to take it home to my family. And I don't want to infect my co-workers and other patients. Other patients. Okay. We're fired up because we've seen and even preferred intubations. We don't intubate for funsies. Outside of the surgical setting, an intubation is basically throwing a Hail Mary to save someone's life. And when the mortality rate once that plastic tube slides between your vocal cords with COVID-19 is 85 to 89%. Yeah, that's terrifying. The virus is dangerous. How is the mortality rate identified? It's the amount of oh, infections and when deaths. When you intubate somebody, intubate is when you like cut a hole in the throat and or like shove a hose mm -hmm. down the throat into the lungs to force breathing. And when you do that to somebody, it's usually in a scenario where they're pretty yes. much going to die. And in the cases with COVID, it's causing people to die that probably wouldn't have died otherwise. I saw some videos of like nurses crying because they were watching people prefer, perform these just like as the default treatment 
and it, she's just like, I know it's going to kill him. I'm just watching them kill people. I'm just, they're doing a procedure that is going to kill the person. Yeah. Yeah. Out of fear that they will die <laughs> from the virus. <laughs> the virus is I mean, this is going back to uh, the so-called medieval times with, with uh, lobotomies. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Oh man, the friend I was talking to yesterday said this really annoying thing. I was uh, I was saying people weren't dying from COVID, and he was like, "You mean all all the people dying of all these things, and that because they can't get treatments and stuff, they're dying. They're not dying of COVID." And I'm like, "Yeah, they're dying of other things." And he's like, "But why why aren't they getting treatment?" I'm like, "Because of COVID." So they're dying of COVID. It's like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" They are dying because of COVID, but not because. Because of the virus. God damn it. Yeah. And then, so he's justifying them putting COVID on the death certificate. Because if COVID wasn't happening, they would have got treatment properly and not died. So they still technically yeah. died of COVID. Well, I think indeed there's a lot of people dying from COVID measurements. Uh, yes. Not of the virus. Lastly, stop being spoiled children about public health ad advisories. Stop bitching about wearing a mask when you're in public places. Stop pretending that that is somehow infringing on your rights. Get over yourself. I wish all businesses would grow a pair and refuse service to people who refuse to wear a mask out of principle. Now, that is what I why I, I talked about these things, right? I mean, because that is, uh, with all respect for for Australia, but that is his, his stance. Out of principle, he's not wearing a mask. But then, yeah. Uh, Out of principle, they're going to deny uh, him yeah. anything. Uh, and now, it may be still okay. And, and he can survive, and there, he can still go to certain places, and to even to Costco and so on. But in two months, probably he will not be allowed in anymore. So he will look for other places and they uh, may even uh, legally shut down businesses that are not uh, complying with the rules and uh, of, of face mask wear and so on. Did you watch that uh, video of that I told you not to watch the salon owner in Portland? The one in, uh, yeah, well, I, I only watched what when we talked, but I couldn't understand it uh, because the sound is. Yeah, good. I just want to, um, her business, OSHA came in to fine her repeatedly running a salon. You don't have employees, you have contractors that rent out your space, uh -huh. you know? Um, and OSHA came in and gave her like a $17,000 fine every week for having an unsafe work environment. Um, for her employees, which she doesn't have, and also it's not an unsafe work environment whatsoever. They're just that's their justification for bullying mm -hmm. her into closing. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, because all the courts are closed, you cannot appeal. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where was it? Pol Police are inclined to enforce it, and that's fine. But spoiler alert, 
private businesses have and reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. Oh my God, it's the first true thing he said. Yeah. Yeah, but it is, uh, I mean, it is true. I mean, also, right? I mean, yeah, it is true. I'm going to choose not to go anywhere that for, I'm not going to go eat somewhere where I have to wear a mask. Like, that's just a choice I get to make. That's yeah, capitalism one on one. I mean, uh, I can, I can in the future, so not sell bread to people who are vaccinated at all, if that's my principle or my rule. Discrimination. Yeah, that is what he uses uh, with this, uh, this, this cake, this gay, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, don't tell me it's okay for a bakery to refuse service to a gay couple for a wedding cake on religious grounds. But not okay for a convenience store to refuse service because they don't want the outbreak outbreak monkey strolling through their place, coughing all over other patrons and their staff. <laughs> I mean, the amount of non secutors and, and, and fallacies I can't I cannot even count. But it's. I mean, fine, yes, they can refuse whatever service they yeah. want. That's that's cool. Okay. They're just finishing it with something true and actually relatable after all the bullshit. So people walk away feeling yeah. like it was yeah. all true. Yeah. yeah. Stay outside the six feet bubble. <clears throat> Wear a damn mask and wash your hands. It's that easy. No, you also have to spray alcohol and you have to... Uh, wear gloves. Although suddenly, that that is the thing. I don't know why that changed, but before, uh, before the when it still was uh, pico y cuca, when the men and women days, that that's gone now. Uh, but then, oh, yeah. then you had to wear gloves in the fruit and vegetable shops, and now not anymore. So that doesn't make sense. <laughs> there is like a paper release that showed wearing gloves was less safe than not wearing gloves and washing your hands. So it's like a distraction. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So they did, um, the man female days before they did the yes. mask mandatory. So is that like uh, do a weird thing to cause disruption and then, remove it and compromise with now legal masks. Yeah, it, it, it's confusing conquer because I when the when they instigated that and then I also talked with all, all kinds of people and I said what is this? Uh, I mean is there an are there two coronaviruses, one that affects the males and one that affects the the females or so. I mean and then you get laughter and you get people to think about things. I mean and even if there were, then having all of one group of the virus out on the same day would be no different than having both yeah, out. Point. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't make sense either way. Yeah. It's all Schrodinger. It's Schrodinger's virus all the way down. Stop pretending they're asking for a kidney. It's not what I'm pretending, by the way. It's as much to protect yourself as it is everyone else. Oh, yeah, it's in your best interest, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
People wonder why we have things like stay-at-home orders. Yes, I indeed do. And closing of non-essential businesses. You know, who defines what is essential and what is not. It is because of you, jackass. You're the problem. Yeah, that's the sick thing about this. The the, the so-called epidemic is the fault of the people who are not respecting you. Not informing. It's your lack of ability to exercise common sense. Nice word, but used in the wrong way here. And And your refusal to follow simple, insanely simple advice that forces the government to exercise it for you. And even then, you still thumb your nose at it in all your ignorant glory. Sorry that you feel like they're infringing on your right to be an irresponsible child. Look, all I'm saying is I get that it's frustrating and I get that it's irritating and inconvenient and all the other bad things that it is. But please continue to take this seriously. Continue to do the little things that make a big difference. Stop denying facts, science and the advice from people who have spent a lifetime doing what they do in the medical and research fields to ultimately make everyone's lives healthier, safer, and better. I'm done with my soapbox now. Hashtag wash your hands, hashtag wear a mask. Well, this last part, that is what you said, right? I mean, that there are other uh, medical professionals, or what Fosferi also said, other medical professionals who disagree and, and who say other things. So. That's what we indeed can use to our own advantage and point out that these people also exist. It's fun. I found um, some articles from like 10 years ago, some statements by the leaders of like medical journals, like New England Medical Journal, just coming out and straight up saying that at least two thirds of the things they publish are unverifiable and unrepeatable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there are no more reactions. Uh, Class Hall says, I love that, quote, the following is a message from an unverified infectious disease physician, unquote, will have more authority than the dozens of doctors risking their careers and livelihood saying otherwise. Yeah, indeed, that's good. Meme power. Yeah. Earlier, you guys were talking about um, how a doctor wears a mask when he works on patients so he doesn't breathe mm-hmm. on them. I'm pretty sure they actually wear the mask to protect themselves from the person's blood splatter getting in their mouth if they have any sort of disease. Yeah, well, I think it's both ways as well. Because if you have an open wound and you can put bacteria in, I think it's... Uh, you don't want to be liable for killing your patient either, right? So it's self-interest and that's fine. Yeah, I'll just leave the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. I don't know how many deaths there are from... Yeah. <laughs> 
gloves, staying in, in someone's body and then stitching them up again or something like that. Oh, there's actually a shocking yeah. amount of them. I'm going to see if I can look this up. Oh, what is it? Studies estimate that it happens once in every 6,000 surgeries. So it's six times less likely than corona. Because it is one in 1,000 or? Yeah. 0.1% is one in 1,000. So the the mortality rate is, what is it? what is the what is zero point one? It's the mortality for Corona is point one three seven everywhere, but North America and Europe, um, the mortality or the occurrence of something being left in you after a surgery is one in every six thousand. And then with the stress this Corona creates, that goes up the number. So there's actually more. Oh, it's like 16% in the United 16%? States 16%? Right yeah, that's how bad the fraud is, man. It's not even funny. I'll see if I can get it coming up on uh, WHO. How, how can that make sense? I mean, uh, the thing is, I don't want to dispute these numbers because then you will not get good results. But it's just so absurd. <laughs> it's, it's like, how are we 15% and everywhere? Because New York's really dense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, how can the mortality rate increase without other factors increasing? So what is, what is causing that? Yeah, of fraud. course, but it's not what we can say. Oh, dude, I have no fucking idea. I, I've just had to ignore it when people say it. I don't, I don't. Yeah, they're adjusting the narrative because the statistics were not supporting the deadliness of the virus. So, but, uh, what their reasoning behind that is, I don't know. Yeah, it probably it's it's just more registration. Like the old man here in the, in the village, Don Moreno, he now would have been uh, called a corona death, even though he, he didn't have anything. But yeah, he was dying. Yeah, yeah exactly. So.
we're at 2.7% for uh, WHO deaths to population. But I saw a graph that had us at 15% that was circulating. And also our confirmed cases jumped overnight from 22,000 to 45,000 yesterday. Okay. Which is interesting. Not really. I already know how it happens. Uh, apparently there are... 17,687 confirmed cases in Colombia, but only 630 deaths. 630. Yeah. It took shut down the whole country because of 630 people dying in two months. I mean, what? What's the population About of Colombia? 48 million, 47, 48, something. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's a death rate of point zero 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 one. That cannot be. Oh, on on the population. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Which is how you measure mortality of the flu. It's on the whole population. <laughs> Dude, that's like, seriously? How is that just not enough? <laughs> 630 deaths, yeah. 48 million people. That is, um, you're more likely to get yeah. struck by lightning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're more, you're more likely to be run over by a hippo in Colombia because <laughs> there are hippos in, in the river outside of uh, Pablo Escobar's uh, state. <laughs> it is a one hundredth of a percent mm. chance. You know what? I just don't think there's 48 million people there. Let's, I'm, I'm going to double check that. That's just... That's too... Not enough people have died. I can't accept this. Now, this that's the knee-jerk response of my wife and other normies. It's because the government uh, takes so good care of her. 50, hmm? Your population is 50. It's even less. It's even less than a hundredth of a oh, percent. Yeah, it's true. There's two million uh, Venezuelans extra. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, like, I don't, I don't, that alone, that, just that, just that, that one simple math equation. Yeah, and it, literally, um, they, they say that Colombia is one of the best countries in the world, so because there's the least amount of deaths uh, for all the serious big countries. Oh, the WHO says 592 deaths. Uh, okay, here it says 630. Yeah, this is... Uh, updated less than 30 minutes ago, source Wikipedia. That's just what I find on looking over the Updated. So this is based off the numbers that who got from yesterday. They update daily. So you've had 40 people die today of COVID and you're 50 million people. Yeah, like, like I was saying, I mean, I have more people dying in view every day, every morning than this in the whole Corona case. I'm telling everyone 
because uh, when I pass a shop and then there's a TV on, then I see, okay, the, oh, that was 350 or one day it was 160 or something. And then I said this and and then the, the immediate response is, yeah, that is because people are uh, so well behaving and, and staying inside. But now people are outside uh, everywhere and pff, still 630. I mean, come on, guys, it's nothing. <laughs> How many people are dying from stress and alcoholism and uh, intermarital marital fights more already? He had 18 die yesterday. Yeah, it's horrible. He sounds so crazy, just laughing at hundreds (laughs) of people dying. God, we're such terrible people. Dying of COVID compared to what? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, there's so many other things that are, even if you believe, there's so many other things that are way more deadly. Well, apparently in Colombia, sharks yeah. are more deadly. Yeah. Um, diabetes, that's a big problem in this country. Oh, welcome to the club. Yeah. It's not so much because of overweight, but it's because of sugar. Alone, just sugar. Oh, I just looked it up. Uh, apparently getting attacked by a shark, you very rarely die. Only one person has died this year from a shark attack. Okay, yeah. Oh my god, but it was a great white shark within 100 yards of shore. That's terrible. Oh man, all the deaths are yeah, great white yeah. sharks. Yeah, or tiger sharks. Bull sharks. That is terrifying. I'm scared of sharks. That's yeah, like my I, biggest fear. Throwing that out. I, know. Yeah, I mean, I, I will be scared <laughs> of a great white as well. I mean, it's not like. The ocean is the most terrifying thing. That was my belief before the New World Order. Um, New World Order, <laughs> then the ocean. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, small sharks, no problem. No. A whale shark. Does anybody die from a whale shark just eating them accidentally? A whale sharks are baleen no. uh, sharks. They don't eat. Uh, they eat plankton. They filter. Yeah, their mouth is just so big. So if it like accidentally got you in its mouth, could you get out? Yeah. Or would it's you drown in there? <laughs> if we're looking for a suitable. Um, candidate in Oregon, <laughs> would you rather be inside a whale shark or being vaccinated? I'll take whale shark to be honest. Really? <laughs> I assume I can get out of the whale shark, I assume I can climb out of the mouth, or it'll like yeah. spit me out, or 
I can use my knife to stab a hole through the bottom. <laughs> that I don't believe so much because will shards are fucking big. I wanted to see them actually in, yeah. when I was in Honduras, but it was not the season, so pity. There you can spot them and swim with them, so dive with them. Yeah, it's so big. Jesus Christ. 15 yeah. meters. Yeah, they're the big sharks. That's why they call wheel sharks. Makes sense. They don't come up. <laughs> yeah. They don't come up to Oregon. No, it's too cold, maybe. Smart sharks. But you got, uh, what is it? Sperm whales. They are way more terrifying. Big teeth. Sperm whales oh, have yes. teeth. They are, uh, teeth sharks. Tooth sharks. Uh, tooth uh, whales, sorry, tooth whales. Oh. I sent you the song Mariner's yes. Revenge, right? That was about giving the belly of a whale. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, favorite. I still have an unfinished podcast edit where I put it in. Yeah, I still have so much backlog in that, but this I will probably release first and then just like how it is and then not worry about editing and stuff because it's a bit too much work. <laughs> it was pretty solid yeah. chat there wasn't any uh, oh, breaks good. and challenging I think challenging is good yeah farce is definitely in his uh, the new normie mode of dealing with people yeah I think he has potential out of it but it's, you know, it's a bit of self-conditioning, you know, like there's no way out and it's all fruitless. And I don't think it's fruitless. At least in my own experience, I don't feel it's fruitless. It's frustrating. But it's well, I think the significant difference is he doesn't see it going as dramatically as I do and mm -hmm. you do. Which I, I don't know why. I mean, maybe it is all just fear porn. This is my first event this in my life i could i could just be caught up in the moment but they're buying vaccines they're passing the laws they're making the cases to rely on for everything they're going to do all everything's there in place the people are willing i don't see why it wouldn't happen yeah that's the the, the conditioning of ecology and you have not spent so much time in that and i also i a bit more but i was not affected by it so much it is this, this, everything is a hoax idea. And I'm not saying that everybody says everything is a hoax, but it, it, I don't know what it is, if there is some self-protection with it or so, but yeah, writing everything off as fear porn when we are clearly restricted and all that is not fair. It's not following reality. There is fear porn and there is reality, real text on us and how much of what is what that doesn't really matter and and thinking yeah the future is is, 
is uh, not going to be worse in terms of laws and so, and it's all fear porn. Well, look around. I mean, uh, it's not uh, really. Uh, I mean, I thought New World no. Order was fear porn, and then I thought uh, the five G causing Corona was fear porn. Yeah, I must. Say, I haven't seen any five no? G construction or anything, but I haven't either. But you know, they to take their time. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the idea things go back to normal, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they program us into wearing face masks and all this shit and then going back to normal? That doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? No, this is the new normal. That's what they say. So that's what they stick with, I would say. Uh, he also brought up this thing called nonviolent communication, which is, you know, coming from the perspective I was trying to show him of how to appeal to people. Um, I haven't found like a web page describing it yet, but essentially, it's a theory where all behavior attempts to meet basic universal human needs, and that they should never be in conflict. So when you make the interaction, you specifically don't enable certain... Th- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look more before... Yeah, it sounds good. It. Sounds really good, yeah. It's, it's not making people more fearful, I would say. Yeah, which was, you know, what we're trying to do. Yeah, and, oh, that's another point. If, if, if we're saying... Uh, uh, Pushing the idea, yeah, the, the, um, the numbers are uh, inflated and everything is, then you make people even more fearful because not trust the the government anymore, and it is not the, the right time to push that towards them. It's right, I think, to make them see it, but then take them by the hand and. Be understanding of what what they're feeling and what they're experiencing, and then try to f- help them uh, along the way. And yeah, it's difficult, and, and it's, there's no there's no magic pill or magic answer or so. No, it's it's we have to train ourselves. That's it. It's a process. Well, there is an ambulance station and stationary here. I don't know what they're doing at the bus stop. Wait, what? That's not what I wanted to look. Let's see. Oh, yeah.
this is the guy that developed um, NVC. Marshall Rosenberg. This is an interview he does. The traveling peacemaker. Inquiring minds celebrating the Dharma since 1984. <laughs> it's still written in the present. Present. Founder and director of education services for the Center of Nonviolent Communication is a traveling peacemaker. Traveling. He visits about 35 countries every year. He visited. By the way, <laughs> yeah, no, right. to meet with people in places riddled with conflict, violence, and suffering. It's his job to promote reconciliation and peaceful resolution to situations that most people see as hopeless or impossible. Uh, yeah. Israel, Palestine. Ireland, Russia, Rwanda, Burundi, Nigeria, Serbia, and Croatia are some of the international hotspots he visits to help angry, bitter, and hostile people learn how to identify their unmet needs and find connection to themselves and to each other. Not that it's so easy. Screaming and name-calling, Nazi, murderer, are all part of a day's work. <laughs> to illustrate his points, he strums his guitar, sings, and uses two puppets. <laughs> he's he's getting to what people need to see. He knows the secret. People like yeah. guitars and puppets. Ah, if it works, why not? My trainings are based on an assumption... Oh, shit. Let's start. <laughs> that when we are clear and connected to ourselves, there's nothing that we like better than to contribute to one other's well-being. But there are a number of things that can happen that disconnect us from that. So for me, reconciliation is connecting people again so they enjoy contributing to each other's well-being rather than contributing to each other's suffering. By connecting, I mean clearly seeing what's alive in one another with no enemy images. Yeah, it is pretty hard with, with divide and conquer strategies going on. It's a big lesson. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, uh, could you take us through that process? You're in the airport and you feel enraged. What do you do? First, I don't. I know it's not what the other person is doing that's making me angry. It's my thinking. Yeah.
almost always it's one of their parents or both who helped educate them to escape the reward and punishment paradigm. Yeah. There's a Hungarian named Irvin Laszlo who wrote a book called Macro Shift. He points out that there has been a series of times throughout evolution where things come to a point. Either there's an opportunity for a radical change in a positive direction or there's death and total destruction. I think we are at such a point and I'm confident we can transform this horror into something precious. But it's going to take an enormous concerted effort on the part of those blessed to see that there's another way. Well, exactly that. Yes. I mean, the the, the normy approach would be uh, spreading the horror and, and and feeding on it and and yeah, using it. And the new normy approach would be like disconnecting from it and, and pretending it doesn't exist or so or. And thinking you can help people wake up then, or, or see things, or being conscious of things. No, it is the third way in this case. In Crying Mind, Berkeley, California. Published in 2004 already. Wow. Is there. At this point, one of the chiefs came up to me and said to me, if we know how to communicate this way, we don't have to kill each other. these people higher as well you have a donate button so probably not <laughs> it costs an average of about 47 dollars to archive a single article and 993 to archive an entire issue what? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem right. But you can be a karma sponsor for five thousand dollars. <laughs> um 
I actually would like to ask you if they have a job for me. <laughs> Something. Quite some topics here. Climate change. Oh, I know. Well, this is just the thing. I mean, it's just uh, one year and, and it's not a real proof of anything, but both um, Beautiful Dude Missile and Winnie the Flu said that spring hasn't started or is just starting end of May that it's not normal. Oh man, when I left, all the trees in the park across from my house were like still winter dead, no leaves. And I came back and there was giant green trees. Okay, so it's a localized thing. Then. But that was four days ago, so, you know. Yeah, you, you left in uh, March or April? April yeah, 7th. Yeah, that's normal. Then it's still... Winter. But there is the other agenda on top, of course. I mean, even when the when the the virus so-called dies out, then they are they can easily use the agenda. Yeah, we have to protect the earth, and we shouldn't travel, and we shouldn't use fossil fuels, and so on. So we should stay at home still. They have multiple agendas on top of each other. We cannot fly, we cannot... Uh, but we can, of course, import all kinds of products using uh, big oceanic ships. Oh, this is like the first time I've ever read and oh that's what op-ed is, opinion piece. Um uh I've read something that argues for people not being evil. Mm. It's so refreshing. Yeah. Like, oh, people naturally wanna help each that's impossible. No. I won't believe it. Well, I must say that this was today when I said to Gail, and she she said, um, "Yeah, I already got my groceries from the shop that uh, delivered it for free." And I said, "Yeah, but that's the whole problem. Everybody is doing things on their own account. You live in an apartment building. I can do shopping for everyone at the same time. We combine our efforts." And she said, "Okay." I mean, dumb people, and then especially in Colombia, I cannot comprehend this, that they don't see this. Well, I mean, it's free, so why would she change anything? Yeah, okay, but I said to her, okay, but if you need something else from store farther away or like I don't know right? I mean not groceries but other things and uh, she said at least that she would ask me to do that but... or to apply for a job today for a uber app for moving things if you have a truck 
and then it turns out your truck has to be 2002 or mm. newer. Okay. This is discrimination. My truck's not too old. Well, if it's older than 2002, I would say it's pretty old. <laughs> hey, she's, she's doing I great. I'm, I have nothing to do with this old I mean, not at all, but. Yeah, but yeah, it's, if that would be the reason that they rejected me, my car is from 2016, so it cannot be. Also, it's a car. You can't move things with it. Useless car. <laughs> Uh, not everybody has a pickup here. That is not. While I'm saying this, a pickup is driving past. But I saw the pictures. Right, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm uh, no, not dinner, but they will also make some food. Yeah, um, thanks and um, yeah, great chat, uh, absolutely. To to more things, to more productive things. Oh, definitely. Feel the freedom. It's a fool's paradise, and at the very least, you are fool enough to know it. Says this website. <laughs> so yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, have a good night, man. Cut speed. Fool's Paradise. Let's see if there's... Um... Fool's Paradise. Yeah. We have Fool's Paradise. Oh, did this... by Buddy Holly. Why not? It's a great last song. Thank you everybody for listening. I am our radio. So new, I was lost. I was lost in a fool's paradise. Fool's paradise, good and lost. Good and lost in a fool's paradise. The whole world was my kingdom, and you loved the gym, my crown. Then I saw you glance at a new romance, and my.
Lost with you, lost with you in a fool's paradise. 